ladies and gentlemen. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the lockdown. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. (laughs) I get that reference. Hey, I understood that reference. It was the only way I could come back on the show, people. Yay! Yay! Lance back! <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, Doc. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 I'm a Fulia Kantar Maja. And I've been so lucky, 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 lucky. I've been so lucky. Marco Lister. <laughs> <laughs> And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Woo-hoo. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Lock, lockdown edition number three. <laughs> <laughs> 3.0. Lockdown 3.0. Oh. Everything happens yeah, in threes, well, apparently. Out of practice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're, we're back to recording in four separate Fred sheds. Uh, for this episode, hopefully it'll only be for this one week. But um, one of the big plus sides of of this is the fact that Wayne got to join us Yay. for this week. Yay. Yay! I've missed you all so much. I've missed you all Likewise. so much. Likewise, <laughs> so yeah. all it took was an outbreak. What was that? What was that, Michael? All it took was an outbreak, and you're back. Yes, you know. Look, <laughs> it's not like I'm dramatic or need 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 to make a scene or anything. But it was a, it was a lovely way to come back into the show. <laughs> I took the whole of Melbourne with me. <laughs> My tantrum spread far and wide um, that I wasn't on this show because of other commitments. So I am back for now, and maybe this will um, you know this will placate me. <laughs> Until I'm ready to return again. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. You have been appeased. Yes. For now. <laughs> yes, for now. Oh, goodness. Well, since it's been an interesting week for us all, let's start with Fulia. Is there a highlight from your previous week you can mention, please, to cheer us all up? Well, um, so it's just been a regular week, just been streaming as per usual uh, and been doing, you know, YouTube content and all that sort of stuff and working. Um, I'd say the main highlight for my week would be that uh, I got to do a bonus Twitch stream uh, today at the time of recording, this morning to be (laughs) more uh, precise, and got to stream uh, Among Us with my Team KK charity, and it was so much fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I That's never awesome. got to be imposter, but I got accused a few times and got yeeted once for, and and I was still innocent in that point. But apparently I sounded sus and I looked sus in the game, so they were like, no, we don't <laughs> trust the Aussie, she needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Does anyone know? Fulia Sus. Who would have thought? Yeah. Does anyone know what she's talking about? What's, what's this? Oh, uh, is suspect? <laughs> did you say yeet, Fulia? I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeet. I got yeeted. You got yeeted out, yes. of, out of the out of the ship. I got ejected from and voted off from from the Evicted. from the spaceship. Yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> I don't understand the Do you, young people. You've you heard just, the phrase just, "yeeted," Mike. I'm huh? just getting. I'm just getting with the 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 online uh, vocabulary times. I love. <laughs> I love the word yeet. I don't I, know why. I have to say, I, I've not heard it either. Um, I just ah, accepted it's used it. It's quite a lot overseas. Fulia doesn't lie, so I accepted that it was a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty <Dab>. much. Dab, <laughs> visual meme. I'm cool. Yeah, visual meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was a good it stream. Was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, for I think it's just been a lot more fun with these particular with this particular team of people because I've gotten to know them for the past couple of months, and they've just been so nice and so supportive. And we're just you know we're always there for each other. And if we have issues, we're able to talk it out in the same group chat. And it's just been amazing. And I've loved every moment of it moment of it and they've now become like really good friends for me so uh i'm i'm very grateful for team kk charity and i hope we continue (laughs) we continue to stay in contact and just do things together because it was so much fun (laughs) that's great Um, nice that was my main highlight one other thing that i will mention is i watched a very old movie yesterday uh and that was (laughs) good morning vietnam (laughs) (laughs) A very yes. old movie, Fulia. A very old movie. <laughs> she thinks she's she thinks she's Tom Holland and I what know. Are you straight away, I was really going to movie Aliens. I was going to be like, what? Did she see The Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, very Damn. old movie. She said, "Sorry, go mm. on." And. <laughs> Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I, Did you like I'm, it? Yeah, it is. I really enjoyed it. I, I've been really wanting to watch that particular film for a while now because I got one of the DVDs that has three Robin Williams movies on it. Um, oh, cool. And one of them was Good Morning Vietnam. And I just, I was like, I need to watch this film. So last night I had a chance since I was going to go out <laughs> and then I couldn't. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, so I watched the movie. And I have to say... Um, aside from all of the, all the fun radio moments with Robin Williams, my goodness, was it a little confronting as well? Like the the, the images that you see in this film, I was like, holy crap. And I was pretty much brought to tears by the end of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it is a very confronting film. Um, but nonetheless, very enjoyable. Uh, I would definitely give it a four out of five. Um, especially because of its time. Some of the jokes were old, obviously. (laughs) But um, they were um, definitely more so depicting what was going on during that that time, during that war. And I felt very, very bad for the Vietnamese people. Like, oh my goodness. 
Yeah. Um, it ju- and just the way that they were treated in their own dang country. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe that that's how Americans would treat them in their home country. Now, it's just insane. Now, Fulia, careful. This is not a political podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's, that's as far as I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a political podcast. But yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, it's. I think comedies can sometimes shed more insight into tragedy than other films can. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Good Morning Vietnam is not the most horrific film you will ever see about Vietnam. No, probably. I don't know. Yeah. No. But you know what, Fulia? <laughs> your plans were cancelled. What better way to spend it than with Robin Williams, yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So that's pretty much been my highlights of the week. How about yourself, Wayne? We haven't seen you for a while. How have you been? (laughs) Yeah, I've been really well, thank you. Yes, I've been unable to to join you beautiful folks uh, on this podcast uh, because of another job. So I'm working at a school now, which is really exciting. So I have to be mature and all grown up. Um, I don't know how successful I'm being, but it's early days. But um, but yeah, no, but 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 it's been really good getting to know. Um, a diverse range of, of teenagers, most of whom are just absolutely lovely humans, um, <laughs> which is which is great. Um, look, in the meantime, I've been I've been watching a bit of TV as well. Uh, I've been watching a lot of true crime series on mm. Netflix, and um, you know I could recommend all of them. Uh, Evil Genius is an interesting one um, if you have not seen that one. But I would have to say the one that I saw that is the creepiest um, true crime show I have ever seen that, you know, to the point of where after each episode, when I before I went to bed, I'd make sure I locked all my windows and doors. I double checked them because it was that creepy uh, it was Night Stalker. Oof. And oh. that is a terrifying terrifying true crime story but if you are interested in true crime it is an absolute must see um yes it's it's uh for me like it was there were elements that were confronting for me because and this isn't giving too much away but a lot of serial killers tend to have patterns um, that you can sort of predict they go for a particular type of, you know, they want to victimize a particular group of people or type of person. Um, this one was incredibly random, and that's what made it terrifying. Um, some of his victims surfi- survived and told their stories on this show, um, and no one was off limits for the Night Stalker, so very scary. But... It is an absolute must-see if you like true crime. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty Ooh. creepy stuff, I have to say. Very wow. well made from, from, from Netflix, so it was really well done. If you like true crime, highly recommend that one. Um, but I think in terms of TV, the best thing that I have seen since I last spoke to, to everyone um, was Russell T. Davies' um, It's a Sin, uh, which is available on Stan. And mm-hmm. um, yes, have any have any anyone seen that on the show yet? Haven't haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, so it is set in London um, at the beginning of the HIV/AIDS um, crisis over there, and I've seen quite a few stories um, about the HIV/AIDS crisis from different parts of the world. It's a sin is by far the best 
story relating to that period um, and that pandemic that I have ever seen. Um, it is an absolutely outstanding wow. series. It is absolutely must see. And what's great is is that it is not only a reflection on a particular era, but it serves as a strong education for people who may not remember it. Um, so, you know, there is exhibi- um, exposition in it, but it is done in a manner that is informative, but it's also reflective of how people would have spoken about it back then because they were still learning about it themselves. Um, and it's wonderful. And similarly to what Russell T Davies did in another outstanding series called Years and Years. Again, if you've not seen that, you absolutely must. It's on SBS On Demand for those of you in Australia. Have to watch that. Um, there is a moment where you can sort of say the moral of the story is actually laid out and, and articulated by a character, but it never feels forced. And this particular character sums up why the AIDS virus became such the pandemic and the big deal that it has become um, in just this sort of tirade. Um, And I've never thought about it that way, but for me, it's absolutely spot on because normally um, people who are infected with the virus are, are the ones who are blamed and who are always labelled at fault for spreading it. Um, This is a different take, and it is food for thought, and it's actually, there's something comforting about it. Um, So, yeah, so I just, I just, hand on heart, it is one of the greatest series I've ever seen, and most definitely the greatest I have ever seen relating to the HIV-AIDS virus. Um, So, It's a Sin is a masterpiece. You must watch it. Um, It's fantastic. It is not an easy watch either, mind you. Um, But Russell T. Davies is such a fantastic writer and and show creator and show runner. You'd expect nothing less. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, I've been watching some great TV um, in my downtime. Um, And other than that, I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> when I can, when I can, I've been sleeping a lot. But no, it's been, but it's been a wonderful, um, I feel like it's almost been a month since I last spoke to everyone. Um, it has been about that. Yeah, yeah no, it's, yeah, no, it's been good. So just working a lot. Um, yeah. And um, got to, got to do some filming as well since I last spoke to you. Um, for a show nice. I'm working on. So we got to film some some teaser trailers, which will be out over the next few months. So I'm really excited about that too. So yes, I've um, got my hand in multiple pies, um, which has been great. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, what have you been up to, mate? Well, a uh, bit of a big week this week. Um, starting off, uh, it was my birthday previous week of course but it's my daughter's birthday this week so that was exciting like preparing for that Uh, we were going to have a party on Saturday and then Friday happened (laughs) (laughs) so that was a big big rush of trying to get things organised as well as trying to get things cancelled at the same time uh, and Fridays are usually my days off. That's where that's when I usually have my me days, and that's when I'm usually do, being my creative side. So, uh, but I had to put everything on hold and drive around everywhere, cancelling cakes and ca- cancelling venues and all that because the whole family was going to get together and, a- and have a 
have a lovely oh, wow. fourth birthday for my for my daughter. But unfortunately, we things happened and we went into lockdown and we couldn't do anything. So unfortunately, um, to save grace, we just we had a little uh, a Zoom party with the fa- with the family. So all we did was we got my my laptop on one end of the um, uh, kitchen table. And on the other end is us with all all party things and cakes and all that. So because we went to went to the market and uh, went to the supermarket and we did a um, uh, we we, yeah, we did we did uh, we just got like little things and it was it was cheap and it was good and the the family saw us and we all sang happy birthday. Uh, we tried to sing in unison, but of course, being on Zoom, everything it just sounded weird. <laughs> and uh, yes, and that's basically what we did. And my mum uh, made up some um, some uh, uh, Where's Wally pictures that actually had like little little photos like put in of each of the grandkids, so we had to find them as well as well as <laughs> as well as Wally. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. And, and it's very it, creative. Yeah, she had. Yeah, uh, she shared her screen, and it was all there. And it was like, yeah, it's a, it was a virtual party, and that's and that's <laughs> um, that's what we had to do, unfortunately. And hopefully, Zelda will think of back at this time. It's like, yeah, it was a thing, but it doesn't matter. So, unfortunately, so, probably won't remember it. <laughs> yeah, probably anyway. not. Well, some yeah. people will remember stuff when they four when they were four, but who knows if this was her first memory who knows but we got to keep keep an eye on that because she'll probably remember a lot of stuff and i gotta keep myself on good behavior um yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was a bit of the bit of the bit of a downer but also an upper at the same time because it was a birthday party and she really enjoyed herself and and uh good. what was really great is on her official birthday which was on the wednesday uh we we did a whole day for her, so uh, we went out. It's like, what do you want for lunch? It's like, cool. We'll have fish and chips, and then we took her, took her the first time. We took her, uh, took her to uh, Toy World, and it says, okay, this is Toy World, and she was like, wow, it's like, <laughs> all these toys. It's like, pick one. It's like, ah, <laughs> and she got herself too much, a, too much sorry? to choose from. <laughs> too many to choose from. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, uh, we got her a Jessie doll from uh, Toy Story, which she really enjoys. Nice. So she's got Good a choice. Buzz and she's got a Jessie doll. So, yeah, that's awesome. Unfortunately, there was no Woody, so I'm gonna have to scour oh. that on on uh, some website, maybe <laughs> eBay, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so th- that was it. And then we had then we had cake. My wife um, made made her own uh, birthday cake, and we had to have that on. <laughs> we we had half of that left over on on the Saturday, so we had uh, so we used a birthday cake twice. So she blew, hmm. yeah a lot of practice of blowing out the candles, which was great. <laughs> yeah, so that was it uh, on the uh, new house front. Mm-hmm. It's finally getting built. Wow! Yay! Yay! Cool. They've dug a hole. <laughs> Is it filling with water? Yes, because it was raining. <laughs> but unfortunately, they had to can- cancel, of course, for lockdown reasons, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. But they're starting to build now, and hopefully, be finished by the end of June. 
So Ooh, amazing. it'll be a great birthday present for my wife, which is the tw- yeah. 23rd of July. Yes. Which I have to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Seven days before mine. Which I have yes. to remember. well played so that's that's going to be great and i'll have my own fred shed that that i can call my own yes i can paint the walls paint the walls black i'll have a black black box make a green screen wall Mm. possibly (laughs) (laughs) and then i can do all my streamies exactly (laughs) yeah I do. We can do this. We can do this on on Twitch. <laughs> Wouldn't people love to see this? Write in the comments and say, "Would you like to hey, watch?" A lot watch of it? a lot of people do podcasts on uh, on Twitch. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen a couple. Uh, yeah. Well, not on Twitch, but it was. It's on uh, YouTube, of course, for the when they do the upload. But yeah, I've seen seen that. So yeah. Maybe we do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was good. We'll see. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, you again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's good as well as doing watching my uh, TV shows for my uh, uh, TV on Scratch Off, which I've Ooh. had to postpone for this week, so it's going to be done next week but i think giving myself a week week ahead sort of thing will probably be be good because i'm actually writing up some stuff because i really want to do this justice especially this uh, uh tv show that i'm that i'm watching at the moment um i don't think i've divulged what it is first but i think at the end of the previous video i said it was sopranos but yeah, 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 it's Sopranos. So, <laughs> so I finally watched the f- first season of Sopranos, and oh my god, it is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll pro- probably talk. Meh, I'll, I'll talk about it here. We we'll probably won't have time because we got to get around everything else. Uh, yeah, it is a really, really good show. Um, something that it is of its time, but it's also a groundbreaking thing, and you can actually see. Uh, see the influences like after it, especially with like Breaking Bad and all that, and the way they do their storytelling te- is really different. Expe- especially a show from the nineties, uh, well, on the cusp of the end of the nineties into the two thousands, and it's like uh, the start of the golden era of television, and this this is where it basically mm. started. Uh, so I do recommend people actually watch this, even um, even if you don't like the sort of um, a subject matter of basically a TV mobster movie basically each week. And and it was really good how they... Um, yeah. I don't want to really spoil it because I didn't really know what the premise was and and, uh, and when the first episode came out, I was like, oh, they're really... Uh, are they doing this for a, for a narrative device? And then they continue on doing it until, until the end of the season. I thought, that is really good. And... Uh, how, how they um, uh, do this sort of character star- study with uh, Tony Soprano, and, and it's like, yeah, it's so, sort of um, because because of twenty twenty one hindsight, uh, you you see all the um, you you see all the uh, the tricks that um, modern TV actually does nowadays. But 
but if you see it see it now you can probably appreciate it more often it's, it, it's like wine you see it's good with age <laughs> like a, a like a vino, uh, uh, a vino, yeah, or some grappa, um, grappa. <laughs> you know, uh, it's Italian. Um, yeah, it's good. Oregon is good. What about you, Kendall? Nice. <laughs> do you like t- television? Yes. Oh my god, do I love television! <laughs> like holy shit. Um. Yes. Um, where do I start? Um, yeah, my week has been good. Um, I've got a couple of highlights to share. The first uh, being that um, luckily uh, Christina and myself managed to sneak in sort of a mini Viking day, uh, we called it, um, because we ended up going to a Cinema Nova uh, on Ligon Street in Melbourne and ended up seeing a movie and then we went out for dinner and then we went out for drinks, which is usually what we do on our, you know, on our little cinema Viking days we do in all the different, you know, little places we visit. And, um, yeah, we've been to Cinema Nova many times, but for some reason that's just, I don't know, it just happened and it was really lovely. Uh, so we saw um, uh, an Australian film called Baby Teeth. And uh, this is a film that recently swept the Actor Awards, um, and rightly so. Uh, highly recommend people checking this one out. Wayne, I think you will especially really enjoy this one. Okay. Um, I think ev- I think everyone will enjoy it uh, personally. But yeah, it's just it's a it's a beautifully made film, uh, and just superbly acted, like to the nines. Um, the entire cast, um, you know, Eliza Scanlon uh, from uh, Little Women and Sharp Objects. She's in here um, playing an actual Australian because she's an Australian actress, which I, I learnt recently. Um, and uh, Toby Wallace and uh, the two big hitters in this are Ben Mendelsohn and Essie Davis. And they play um, Eliza's character's uh, parents uh, in this. And they are the most just haphazard, complicated uh, creatures uh, of two parents I've seen in film for a while um, and I adored their performances quite a bit. It was a beautifully moving film, a coming-of-age sort of story set in Sydney suburbia um, and, uh, yeah, I I highly recommend people check it out. I'd probably give it a four and a half out of five uh, for a score. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was really well done. Um, but yeah, that's playing at uh, Cinema Nova still, um, and it is all. It is also available on DVD at uh, a certain place that I work. Uh, <laughs> hashtag non sponsored. Um, <laughs> video Easy. Amazing. Video Easy. Oh, I wish. Yeah. <clears throat> God, did I want to work at Video Easy back in the day? Oh, That'd have been so awesome. did I. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's, nah. just a, now it's just a vending machine. <laughs> I know. Nah, mine was <laughs> Movie Land. Hey, you know, yeah, mum like and pop, mum and pop vi- movie land. Yeah, I like movie land yep. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still, I still remember movie the land. jingle. Mm-hmm. Movie land, movie land, entertain you, entertain you. My God, I haven't heard that in like twenty years. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks for that blast from the past. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, and uh, we had a beautiful dinner because you know you're on Ligon Street. Hello, you're gonna 
you're going to eat food. Um, and so we had some beautiful pasta at an Italian restaurant. And and then we found a, a bar um, that was just amazing. We're going back because we had a look at the cocktail list and we just lost our minds over it. Um, like it took us ages to, to, pick, to pick a drink. Um, it was awesome. I think it was called the Carlton Yacht Club, I think it's called. I think that was the name of the place. Mm. On Ligon. Yeah, really Really worth checking out there. And the staff, they were super friendly too. So, uh, but yeah, that was really nice. Uh, and then the same day, actually, in a small little um, highlight, I want to mention, I got approved for a house. Well, an apartment. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Thank you. Houses all around. <clears throat> yes, because I'm... Houses all around. You get a house and you get a house and you get a house. <laughs> You're in a house, and you're in a house, um, and you're in a house. You're in a house, and you're in a house. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because I unfortunately have to move soon, and I, yeah, I, I literally spent one day of searching for a place, and then um, out of all of those houses I saw on that day, I, I, they're not included at all in the one that I ended up getting. Um, I just, I knew it as soon as I saw it, and I booked in a time, private inspection, and then... Um, yeah, I saw it at 11 a.m. and by 3.30 it was mine. Yay. So, Wow. <clears throat> it was a whirlwind. Yeah. Lucky. I'm feeling very lucky because it's literally 200 meters up the road from me. So, oh, nice. Um, perfect location. Yeah. Yeah. Kendall be so, so lucky, 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 lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 So, yeah. So, it's been it's been a good week despite... Um, yeah, the unfortunate uh, lockdown we're now experiencing in Victoria again, but um, but no, good things, good things have been happening, and good things will continue to happen, because this is only temporary, as we know. So yes, all right, I think that's enough from us. We've prattled on for about half an hour now, because you know that's why you tune in to our show because we're the podcast that refuses to behave, as is well known <laughs> by now. And of course, um, we miss Wayne. Yeah. It's lo- and it's we nice miss Wayne. Missed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so loved. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All righty. Let's dive in, shall we? It's time now to check in with the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. All right, it's nerdy news time. And diving in from the top this week, we've got some Marvel news, uh, some potential casting Happening in regards to Captain Marvel 2, Marvel Studios seems to have found their villain in the actress Zoe Ashton, um, who is, I think, most known for uh, the Netflix movie Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, she was also in a, a, a Broadway production of Betrayal with Tom Hiddleston, just to name drop him, uh, because I've got to. Who's and um, who's it? Yeah, shut up. Um, anywho, uh, she's yeah, very talented uh, actress, so really cool to see her getting to step up into such a big prominent role. They haven't said yet who the villain for Captain Marvel 2 is, and we won't know until probably next year because they haven't even started any kind of production on it. Um, it's not due for release in cinema until the end of 2022 at this stage. Uh, delays, you know, 
pending. Who knows? Um, but yeah, very cool casting news there. Uh, crossing the pond to DC. This was pretty cool this week. Zack Snyder, um, the official Justice League Snyder Cut Twitter um, and a bunch of other sources gave us our first look at Jared Leto's Joker in the upcoming Snyder Cut of Justice League that's soon to be released on HBO Max and everywhere else you can access your your movies. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and it's a a very different... (laughs) What was funny about that? (laughs) What was funny about that? That's interesting. (laughs) I I tickled Wayne. Everywhere else that you can access your movies. <laughs> well, unintentional on my part, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it a little. I did. Comedy gold, That's Kendall. You keep it up. That's Sorry rare. to interrupt. Oh, thanks. No, please don't. Please don't. It's just nice to hear your laughter again. Oh, thank you. Um, no, of course. Um, anywho, yes, Jared Leto, Joker, Snyder Cut. Um, very different look. Uh, to what we, you know, know him to have looked like in the Suicide Squad film back from back in 2016, uh, where you know he, a lot of people t- ha- had some issues with the way uh, Joker was portrayed visually and uh, in in Leto's performance in the writing and all that stuff, you know. But we won't go into that. Um, that's for another podcast one day. Um, but here he hits a black and it's a black and white shot, and he's sitting wearing kind of like like I don't know long sleeved and he's got like a smock on like just I don't know it looks all very dark and broody and he's got the long hair going on um no tattoos is the big thing to point out about this one um he's got his makeup on the white with the you know painted lips and you know rings around the eyes but um but yeah no no damaged on the forehead he's no longer damaged apparently um so that's a plus um however uh basically what they're saying how he's going to be appearing in the Snyder cut is uh that there's basically going to be like a uh i i guess a, a nightmare sequence similar to the one we saw um in Dawn of Justice that kind of messed with everyone's heads, but there's going to be a glimpse into a world where uh, apparently where Darkseid uh, is successful in defeating the Justice League and taking over the Earth. And in this version, there's this version, this world, uh, this version of uh, Jared Leto's Joker that looks like this. And is um, there's yeah some scenes of of him with Batman apparently in this that are going to be really interesting for people to see. So I'm highly looking forward to checking that out uh all right in some star wars news bit of controversy out of the mandalorian this week specifically regarding gina carano um as i'm sure all of you are well aware by now she has been fired by lucasfilm and disney uh due to um some tweets that she posted or an instagram post she made um, where she, and I'm paraphrasing, basically compared being a Republican in today's society uh, to being a, a Jewish person during the Holocaust. Um, so, you know, and this is not the first time she has posted things that have come across as 
you know, very negative, unsettling, right-leaning in the media before. She's caught backlash before. Disney hasn't done anything about it. And now she said this, and it's the last straw that broke the camel's back. Um, she's out. Uh, any plans for a Kara Dune spin-off or anything with um, her in the role, at least, uh, not happening anymore? Um People online are already petitioning for Lucy Lawless to take over as Cara Dune, and I co-sign that times a thousand mm-hmm. because, yes, <laughs> yes, I want that so much. I don't even care if she's like 15 years older than Gina is. It doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. You can get away with it. If you've seen, They've got de-aging technology. Yeah, if you've seen her in Ash vs. the Evil Dead, then yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've... Yeah, well, I'm still I'm still watching Battlestar Galactica, and, and I'm near the end. Um, and Lucy Lawless came into it, and I had no idea she was in it. Um, and her character's really awesome in it. She doesn't really get to do a lot of action stuff, like she does a little bit. And uh, but yeah, it's Lucy Lawless. She's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Uh, bottom line here, yes, no more Gina Carano uh, in any f- upcoming Star Wars anything. Um, and she's not backing down either. Um, she released a statement basically saying that, you know, she's she feels like for the first time in her life she's able to fully express herself freely and all this stuff. So she's essentially doubling down on her uh, her opinions and, you know, which one person could agree is, is you know, a, a good thing to do. At least she's sticking to her guns. But at the same time, those guns are not... not guns that should be stuck too so um yes controversial stuff um in better news we've got some casting for the upcoming borderlands movie uh that was announced this week uh jamie lee curtis has joined the cast and the one that i'm most excited about is jack black is going to be uh joining the film and he's going to be voicing claptrap uh, and those who played uh, Borderlands or know the games, um, he's basically this little yellow robot that is very obnoxious and funny and likes to, you know, I don't know, mislead people and cause mischief and stuff. So basically Jack Black is perfect for this character. Um, so that makes me, this whole casting uh, that's been announced for this film has me very, very interested. Uh, Eli Roth is directing Kate Blanchett. Um, our Kate is also starring in this one, so it's going to be one to watch for. Uh, some more casting news. Uh, Chris Pine, as we reported a few months ago, is going to be starring in a Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, we've got now two more additions to the Dungeons & Dragons cast uh, this week with Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith joining the cast. Uh, of course, we all know Michelle Rodriguez from many things she's done, most notably recently, obviously, the Fast and Furious movies. Justice Smith, if you don't recognize the name, he's most known for his roles in uh, Detective Pikachu and uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So some cool additions to that. Still no idea exactly what kind of story they're going to be telling in that world and how it's going to develop. But uh, hopefully it's good because apparently the last Dungeons and Dragons film was not so great. So fingers crossed. Um, this one has actually got some legs. Oh, speaking of things that, you know, I don't know, maybe just shouldn't happen, I guess. Um, there's going to be a new version, a new adaptation, if you will, of The Wizard of Oz uh, in the works from New Line Cinema. Um, now, 
that's that's a thing that kind of has me going, oh yeah, okay, maybe it'll be alright because you know New Line is, um, you know, a, a very prominent studio, most known for the Lord of the Rings films and of course the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Mm-hmm. Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, that yes, and at the time, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yes, it did yes, make it yes, made so three. It made three um, Jason movies. Yes, three Jason movies as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So yeah, it's this. <laughs> I just wanted to to mention that. I'm like Wayne's on the show. Yeah. I can mention Jason. Yeah. Feel free well. to mention him when I'm not yes. here. <laughs> Feel free to have a segment. Mind you, if you yeah, speak to if you speak Jason to a lot segment. of Jason fans, they tend to want to forget the New Line movies. <laughs> oh, so it was a, it was a swipe as well. I like. It. I think it was an unintentional swipe from Kendall. <laughs> yes, very much unintentional. Anyway, um, regardless, New, Ni- new Line Cinema is bringing us a new uh, take on The Wizard of Oz based on the L. Frank Baum uh, novels. Um, all we know so far is that they have hired director Nicole Castle. So, yay, it's being directed by a woman. That's really cool. Um, and uh, she's most recently known for uh, directing a few episodes of uh, Watchmen, um, that fantastic series that people must watch because it was brilliant. So that gives me some kind of, you know, I'm not entirely writing, writing this off, but I, I honestly don't think we need a new version, especially considering every version of The Wizard of Oz or every kind of attempt they've done at the source material since 1939 has really not gone well, um, with the exception of things like, uh, you know, I will defend The Wiz to my dying breath <laughs> because it's because I'm biased as all hell because Michael Jackson played the Scarecrow. Um, and, uh, of course, Wicked, one of the most successful Broadway productions and soon to be a theatrical film in its own right. So... Um, but yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm, I'm setting expectations low, but hopefully it's a, it's going to be a good one. Um, okay. Moving into TV news and we've got two pretty, one really amazing thing to share and one kind of bittersweet thing to share, starting with, uh, the casting announcement we've been waiting for, for so long, who is going to be Joel and Ellie in the last of us TV series for HBO. This week it was announced that Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey will be playing those characters um, known from the the video game series. Um, perfect casting. So happy. I mean, part of me, part of me is on, I don't know, having having interesting opinions about Pedro Pascal being picked only because he's doing a lot of things at the moment. And with this show in development, they haven't said if it's going to be a mini series or if it's going to be a continuing show I guess it will depend on how successful it is because as we all know video game adaptations don't always go the way we want them to um and he's still in the Mandalorian so he's going to be going back and forth between that and and this and then whatever other film roles he gets offered because he is hot property right now um that being said I think it's a perfect casting choice um just just amazing uh, and Bella Ramsey as well as Ellie. Um, we only know her from Lord of the Rings. Oh, sorry, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, 
Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So people are kind of going, oh my God, it's like a, a weird Game of Thrones reunion because they were both on Game of Thrones and they never shared a scene together. Because, yeah, I won't... Actually, I was going to spoil something then, but I, I decided against it. Um, anywho, uh, she was really great as um, uh, Lady Leanna Mormont. Um, she kind of set the internet on fire <laughs> every time she appeared because she was this feisty prepubescent uh, woman who is the head of her house and really, you know, telling bitches where to go. And she's just fantastic. <laughs> so um, she's definitely got some chops on her. So I'm really looking forward to seeing um, what she does uh, with Ellie when we finally get to see this series, hopefully in the next year or so. So um, awesome news coming out of uh, HBO this week. And uh, wrapping up the news, sadly, that is a wrap for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, it was announced this week that it, uh, the show is going to be ending with its eighth season, which uh, unfortunately has been delayed once again. They've decided to push it back until the end of this year, so it's going to broadcast in America over the 2021-2022 schedule. Um, generally, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, it's been airing, you know, uh, around now. Uh, if the pandemic hadn't happened, they probably would have already been in production and, uh, you know, giving us episodes, um, for, uh, you know, on, on our TV screens, but sadly no. Um, basically, Dan Gore, the creator of the show, released a statement this week, and he, I'm reading it out because it's very funny. Um, he says, I'm so thankful to NBC and Universal Television for allowing us to give these characters and our fans the ending they deserve. When Mike Shaw and I first pitched the pilot episode to Andy Samberg, he said, I'm in, but I think the only way to tell this story is over exactly 153 episodes, <laughs> which was crazy because that was exactly the number Mike and I had envisioned. Ending the show was a difficult decision, but ultimately we felt it was the best way to honour the characters, the story, and our viewers. I know some people will be disappointed it's ending, it is ending so soon, but honestly, I'm grateful it lasted this long. Title of my sex tape. <laughs> hey! <laughs> love it. Yeah, what a way to go out. Um, yeah, so people are kind of just, they haven't really given a specific reason for why the show is ending, but a lot of people um, are theorising it has to do with the political climate surrounding the police force and people's opinions in America, especially of the police force. And even though that this is a, a very much a satirical, you know, sitcom about, about cops in Brooklyn, um, that's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Um, yeah, they, there was a, a lot of questions were, and flags were raised after, um, in, you know, the, uh, everything happened last year um, during the pandemic with um, uh, George Floyd and um, all those other innocent people who lost their lives at the hands of the, you know, uh, inherent racists in, yes, and things. Not political podcast, not a political podcast. Um, but, you know, bad things happen. And they've, they made announcements at the time saying that they were going to be rewriting essentially this season eight that's upcoming. So the season eight we're going to see is going to be very different from what they originally envisioned. Um, and they're probably going to be taking some time to, to really, you know, shine a light on on things and in uh you know in the zeitgeist and and in the world in in a very funny way that's going to make us laugh our ass off so um yeah only 10 episodes left of brooklyn 99 um but it's going to be a great final run for them i am sure all right guys there's a lot 
to unpack from the news this week, I think. Um, let's throw it over to Fulia for her thoughts on the news. Um. <laughs> it's been thrown. Thank you for that. It's been thrown. <laughs> thrown and I caught it. All right. Um, I don't know. Like the, Out of the news that I'm seeing... Not many of it really relates to me. The only thing that I will probably talk about is the fact, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine ending at season eight. Sad, but, you know, it's had a good run. Um, and it's always great to end a series on a good note and on your own terms. So I like the way that they're going with this, at least this way they can actually finalize it their own way and, you know, yeah. give it give it a good ending, like a good series should get. Yeah. Um, no cliffhangers. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I like from a season. No dang cliffhangers when it finishes. Um, but yeah, so it, it is going to be very sad that Brooklyn Nine-Nine ends or when it does. Um, but you know what? Eight seasons is a really good run. So, you know, it's it's fine. I'm, I'm happy with the eight seasons they're getting. Plus eight is my favorite number. So it works out well. Hey. <laughs> works out well for me. Um, but yeah, I think that for me is the, the main thing that I get out of the news. The rest of it, I'm not too sure about or I don't really have much to say about. Um, That's okay. I mean, you've pretty much said everything that needs to be said about them. So I'll just throw it over to Wayne. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Like I don't watch uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've seen a few episodes and find it really funny. Uh, so I think it's a show that I'll eventually get onto. It looks like it's my type of humor. Um, but, I also, but I agree with you, Fulia. If you're going to go out, go out on your own terms. Um, even yeah. if the current climate sort of is dictating it, at least they've got the time to wrap things up and end it how they, how they want to end it. And I think that that's lovely. Um, so yeah, look more power to them. Um, the wizard of Oz being remade. It's not something we need. It's not something we want, but nope. yeah, look, if it's going to happen, it might as well have a good studio behind it. Um, there've been a lot of film versions of the wizard of Oz, the uh, 1939 version is the most beloved, but there are many versions before it and after it. So this is just going to be another one. Um, so whilst it is a bit of a head scratcher as a why on earth, um, why not almost, but it's not something that I'm pretty, I'm particularly excited about. Um, doesn't mean I will, I will ignore it. Mind you, I think it'll draw me into it because I'll always watch a wizard of Oz <laughs> story, <laughs> which, you know, it's a, it's a great story. Um, Gina Carano fired from Lucasfilm. Mm. Look, mm. Um, I, I, I think people should be able to express themselves, say what they want to say. Um, if you want to use your platform to be hateful and spiteful and to make ridiculous comparisons and to be, you know, disrespectful of people, um, that's your prerogative. That says more about you than anybody else. But just know that mm. um, it is also your employer's prerogative to fire you for said comments. Um, so mm. not shedding a tear for Gina's departure. Don't care. Uh, as much as I love nope. the Mandalorian, um, her being in it doesn't, um, doesn't you know, muddy the waters. I will still go back and watch that series and enjoy her with it. Um, her being absent from it is not going to impact it in a negative way whatsoever. Um, good riddance. Probably the most exciting hmm. part of the news this week, though, has to be a look at Zack Snyder's Joker. 
<laughs> in Justice League. Probably no surprise that this is the one that gave me the biggest nerdgasm this week. Um, that beautiful black and white image uh, of the Joker. Um, yes, 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 yes. Um, I think it looks fantastic. I've I've always looked. Yeah. I've, I've I've always been a uh, look, I don't know if I would say I've been a fan. I have been a defender of Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker. I'm somebody yeah, who... Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm somebody who has said this always about comic book characters, is that they come from such a rich source material that has changed and adapted and developed and has been experimented on over the many decades. Some of these characters will be reaching a hundred years in the near future, right? That mm. why not reflect that in film and television? It, it's not gonna, they're not going to suit all tastes. They don't always suit my taste either, but I'll never bag out somebody for giving it a go. And I think Jared Leto did a wonderful job as the Joker with the material he was given. And I look forward to seeing him in the Snyder cut of justice league. So very excited about that. Michael, your thoughts on this week's nerdy news? Yes, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is something is a TV show that I just wait until it's on Netflix and then I just binge the whole thing. So, so, and with the problem with binging is you don't really absorb it properly. So I can't really pinpoint uh, individual episodes. So it's all just a blur in my mind. So, and, and for eight seasons, I think that was, I think that's pretty fantastic. Try get getting, getting mm. up there. And it, um, you know, American TV shows, anything past a hundred episodes is always uh, a phenomenal effort. Um, yeah. So good on them and good that they're, they're going out in their own terms. You can't, yeah. No, nothing more horrible than, you know, just finishing off, on, as you say, on a cliffhanger. That's annoying. And, yeah, Pedro Pascal being typecasted again. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Lone Ranger looking after a, 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 little, um, a younger person, this all-important younger person, and travelling across, like, barren wastelands. But I don't mind that. I mean, Patrick Pascal is... He's slowly turning into, like, old Hollywood. They're sort of like... Um, like the Clint Eastwoods of the time. Like, young Clint Eastwood and, and young Harrison Ford, like, during the 80s and that. And, yeah, I think Patrick... I think yeah, he's our, our generation's, like... Um, Long, young rough and tumble guy that you know <laughs> his backstory is always questionable and and, and he, he does good and we just love we just love to look at him look at him even if he's wearing a helmet throughout throughout the time <laughs> which i could probably get you could probably get away of um someone else wearing the um costume in the mandalorian while he's doing other things because you can probably do that and he does the voice in in, in uh AR, in vr vr ar ar audio visual a- what's the abbreviation i can't remember <laughs> ad ADR? A- ADR. ADR. sweet uh, yes, Gina Carallo. Uh, 
Okay. This might turn into a bit of a rant, but I don't particularly care. Go for it. Is Here's the thing. Cons- Republicans, and I, I know we... D- I know the Cardinal scene of not doing political shit, but we're here right now and it's actually part of the actual story. Conservatives nowadays aren't your granddad's conservatives. Like, like uh, at the time, they're, they're about, um, you know, own responsibility uh, uh, and no government handouts and they believe in small government. Nowadays, that is not what they're about. They're they're more about the the fringes. They're they're more pushed to the pushed to the right. Even though I don't believe in right and left, I, I think it's just a, a label that's easily to cater, uh, um label people. And I think it's basically stupid. And the and what I what I also don't really subscribe to and uh, and believe is cancel culture. I don't think cancel culture is an actual thing. It's not. You can deplatform people, like like what happened to Trump, because of it, obviously what happened to him. But this is completely different. Where she's not cancelled, she is. She's pretty much fired, and she and this is not an out of the blue thing. She's been tweeting about like stuff like this for for like for months now, and she, like. She was um, she was making fun of like masks as well, well as um, basically mm. championing the um, insurrection as well. She she um, she she did a lot of um, uh, posts of like some transphobic stuff, even though she sort of backpedaled on that after after she got after she talked to uh, Pedro Pascal, who actually has a family member who is trans and. And mm. and she sort of said, "Oh, okay. So I'm I'm sorry, but I, I'll I'll do that." But it just snowballed into something that's absolutely abhorrent. Of actually, it's not anti-Semitic, but it is it is beyond a pale. And I don't and I pretty pretty much don't believe in winning the argument of saying, "Oh, I don't like him because they're a Nazi." I, I think whoever said. I can't remember who said if you compare someone to a, to a uh, compare someone to Hitler, you've basically lost the argument. And I sort of agree with that. But what's been happening now? Uh, what's been happening nowadays? Where you got people actually rushing the Capitol in Camp Auschwitz, like T-shirts, is anti-Semitic and also neo-Nazi bullshit. Yeah, there's real Nazis. Having said that. She is not deplatformed. She still has her Twitter. She still has her following, her, her followers. She's just been fired from Disney, basically. And this be, this has been slowly happening ever since November, because because the word is she was uh, she was going to have her own sort of um, Star Wars thing because because she's she's all intents and purposes she was popular uh, in the Mandalorian and. And that's when she start, started um, talking about anti-mask stuff and, and is, is COVID really really that big of a deal? And and Disney is a private company and they need the whole face and they do not ha- handle um, like uh, scandals of any kind. And, and if 
if they if they measure up the um, either the windfall or the downfall, if they if they can handle like, okay, people are going to be annoyed at us, but but we're going to get more money if if we get rid of the problem, and they got rid of the problem. And if you don't like that, well, that's called the free market. And I know a lot of conservatives love the free market, but this is what happens when you have a fucking free market. <sighs> so. I'm not going to lose any sleep, and I'm with Wayne. She uh, she is not integral. Uh, she's not that that she's not she's sure she's in the Mandalorian, and you can watch it, and it's like yeah, she's just there. But I think her story is sort of it's sort it's sort of set and. I, I'm, and if she's not in the third one, it doesn't. It doesn't particularly matter, and she and no. it just. It, and it, I don't think, I don't think she should be replaced. Even though I do love, um, do do love to see like Xena in, in space. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I can understand that. But but I, I think just leave leave her leave her as as she is. I think yeah, as the character mm-hmm. and. You know, she apparently she's going to bounce back, and she she's uh, going to do a a movie with Ben Shapiro and <laughs> for Ben Shapiro. Yeah. And I do find Jesus that, Christ. and I do find it absolutely hilarious that the pe- people people who are championing of yes, she's our real princess Leia, and are the same people who who complained about her in the in the first Mandalorian. It was like, oh. Star Wars has gotten too woke. She's a strong female character, blah, blah, blah. And then when they realised that she spouts the same bullshit that they are, I was like, oh, she's all right then. It's like, oh, you're fucking transparent. And, yeah, and, you know, it, and she, and, you know, she's going to become a martyr. It's like, oh, she she survived the cancel culture, even though the cancel culture is not a fucking thing. Uh, no one has ever, no one has ever been cancelled. <laughs> Can you name me anyone who's been cancelled and been fully cancelled? Well, define fully cancelled then if you don't think anyone's been cancelled because I could name two people right now. I'm talking about people who who have been ca- cancelled out of not seeing them anymore careers over basically and not and I'm not ta- okay. and I'm not talking about fucking like uh Harvey Weinstein or or even uh Bill Cosby. Okay, number one, Kevin Spacey. He hasn't done anything since. He literally pops out every Christmas, films a weird video of himself, and then retreats back into his little hidey hole, and that's it. He doesn't He doesn't work anymore. Hmm. I feel like Kevin Spacey is the type of actor who will, who will come back, though, but yeah. it's going to be kind of like... How Mel Gibson has come back in like weird obscure yeah. roles, playing a disgruntled Santa Claus. <laughs> Louis C.K. still does stand up. I mean, I think the audience will be smaller. The work might not be as readily available, and it might not be even that good. But um, I don't know. It's 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 really hard to say because people are very much in the moment, aren't they? But. Yeah, but I mean, like, Kevin Spacey is a really good example, though, because, like, here's an actor who's so lauded and celebrated, one of the best in his generation, and just seemed to be over like that. 
doesn't take much. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway. Mike, I love your ranting. Do you have anything else you want to add? <laughs> yeah, Jared fucking Leto. <laughs> My man. Oh, it's so easy on hindsight. Oh, we just get we just get rid of the we just get rid of the tattoo because obviously in in a post apocalyptic world they've got they've got um they got surgery to actually do that. Oh my god, and long hair like half to a do it fleck. Now, Michael. Oh my god, what are you talking Your about? Your argument it? is weak, mate. Your argument is weak. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> First of all, he's the Joker. It is all about the makeup. Whoever said that those tattoos were real tattoos to begin with? Because he had a white face, and it and it bled through the white the white makeup. Yeah, and it could have just been amazing makeup. And he's also got long hair. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, to, I really like. Yeah. I, I love the look. It's pretty... I love his long hair. Yeah, same. yeah. But can I just? Say, I, and, and I also have to say, I don't know why people were so offended by the Joker's tattoos to begin with. It's a choice. It's a look. I don't, like I, I don't get. Yeah. I, I don't get why why they were so like. I remember, and Mike, this is not having a dig at you because uh, the majority of people who did not like Jared Leto as the Joker, like one of the number one things they did not like about him was the aesthetic and was the tattoos. And I just don't get why people were so offended by his tattoos. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't but, I, but I also want to mention I am sort of doing a bit because I, <laughs> mm. uh, I I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. It's like I, I do appreciate like like the the effort of trying to make a new and uh, yeah. uh, so, something new with with Joker. I I just yeah. didn't really sit well with the tattoos because I, I didn't uh, I don't think Joker would actually basically basically say, oh look, I'm damaged. See. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's a bit sending forced, you felt. Uh, yeah, it's a bit forced, and also sending his co-stars like like use condoms and that is like really is that the Joker? But it was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. You can only Look, appreciate the choice. Cho- Doesn't mean you have to like. Choices were made. Choices were made. Oh, who knows? <laughs> after Dark Side, he probably grew up. He he grew Maybe. up to be after f- half of. Arthur Fleck with his long hair. Choices. Ha. <laughs> nice. What about you, Kendall? Do you like do you like fucking <laughs> hindsight? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they used to say hindsight was twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty happens. So twenty. <laughs> we never wanted to speak of it again. Yeah. It's 2021 now. All right. I think that wraps up for our look at the week there was in the nerdy news for another week, um, which means now it's now now time, now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. All right. It's trailer park time. Trailer park time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. Um, all right. Don't tell the people. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't want them to know. <laughs> well, they know now. <laughs> anyway, first trailer <laughs> for this week was our second look 
at the upcoming Marvel series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Holy crap. Yes, this is another another trailer, a bit longer than the first one we got. A little bit more footage, plus a little bit more footage that we've already seen. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't have to say I'm in because, duh. I mean, everyone knows it. Uh, <laughs> you are Miss Marvel. I mean, this is... Mm-hmm. I am Miss Marvel. Uh, this series is literally starting like the week after or a couple of weeks after WandaVision finishes at this point. So that's, you know, it's just one will finish, one will start. It's the that's life now and I am so happy. Uh, but no, I look, I'm glad that this trailer also gave us another, uh, another good look at what the banter between Bucky and Falcon is going to be. Um, <laughs> Bucky and Sam, because <laughs> that staring contest at the end was was very funny. Um, I mean, we got a little a little glimpse of that in the first trailer, like you know, um, just the two of them, because you know clearly they don't like each other very much or haven't liked each other very much since the beginning. And yeah, as soon as they announced the show, I was like, that's all I want to see is just six hours of them riffing on each other. Like, that's all I really want from this. So, um, yeah, so nice to see a bit more of that. Uh, Nice to hear some dialogue from Zemo uh, in this, who is our big bad for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, A thought popped into my head after watching this trailer. Even though I already knew he was going to be in this, I was wondering how... Oh, A, where, where did he get locked up after the events of Civil War? And B, how did he get out? Um... So who knows? I imagine we're going to find out um, during it. But yeah, I really like Daniel Brawl as Zemo. So it's really cool to see him coming back. Uh, Also really good to see our first look at um, the return of Sharon Carter, Emily Van Camp's character um, from the Captain America films as well. Um, So yeah, glad to see her in action. Give her more action scenes, please, because she's amazing. And she's Peggy's great niece. And, you know, I'm here for that as well. Um, but yeah, it looks cinematic, gorgeous. It's going to be a, a fun ride the whole way through, nonstop. I I cannot I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Fulia, what did you think of this trailer? I thought it was really good. Um, not that I wasn't already in, just like you, Kendall. I'm going to watch <laughs> it anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's going to be a bit of couples therapy, maybe. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's great. That's what it looks like for me, and I'm yeah. just like, yes. <laughs> That is going to be so good. Um, I, am, I am definitely in for that. And all of the action sequences look exciting. I can't mm-hmm. wait for more of that. And just, yeah, just want more information now. I just want to watch the series and just just see what happens. Um, you, I don't need any more trailers. Like, just, just, no. just hand it to us. Like, come on. <laughs> just do it already. Let us have it. Let us have it. And then we'll be happy. Um, we don't need any more trailers. You've already given us given us enough information. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm in. I like. I, there's nothing else for me to say. <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, it's a trailer. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Some, someone's back. <laughs> I thought you said you missed but didn't him. You miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I did until now. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I actually didn't have uh, any intention of watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier of the batch of Marvel series 
that they were going to release. Loki's the only one that I actually intended to watch because he's one of my favorite characters in that franchise. Yes. Um, <laughs> in saying that, uh, Bucky slash the Winter Soldier is also one of my favorite characters in the franchise. Um, really, really like him. This trailer is a lot of fun. Um, I like the tone that they, you know, I think I think it depicts the tone really well of, of what the show will be. It, it almost feels like buddy cop um odd mm. couple so i there, there's mm-hmm. that potential of that banter it feels like a very 1980s um action movie type vibe mm. um and because of that i feel like i'm now going to watch this series um, yes. <laughs> but, um it but no it, it looks like a lot of fun look i'm not somebody who uh, knows the, the MCU films all that well. Most of them I've only seen once. Um, most of them once was enough. But I have but I have <laughs> seen them, so sometimes I need a, a bit of a refresher, so I don't always get all of the of who the people are outside of the principal players. Um, but, I mean, that, that's sometimes the fun of, of watching the show and delving and delving further. They're definitely made um, for an established audience, um, which is perfectly fine i suppose because it's a big audience anyway uh but i <laughs> i think falcon and the winter soldier looks like it's actually going to be a, a lot of fun i hope that the um type of you know level of octane adventure that they present in the trailer is consistent uh within the series so i think it's going to be a combination of humor and heroics it's a winning combination michael love it yeah i couldn't say better than than yourself wayne um uh, I, I do enjoy the odd um, like buddy cop movie like <clears throat> or even shows like that it's like it, like polar opposites just they need to they need they need to work together but you know there's always a thing in between them and and that thing was cap it's um, unfortunately that they, they were it's like it's like um, they're both they're both friends of cap but now cap's gone it's like well we weren't originally friends. We we just had mutual friends, and now we have to work together. And one's obviously uh, a man out of time, and the other one is is a falcon. And he was and he was uh, handed down the um the the cap mantle. But is he going to stay cap because there's uh, a lot of baggage that comes with that? And we'll probably explore more in in the in the show. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. If I if if I'm not completely burnt out from from one division, uh, I'll give it a go. See what happens. <laughs> but but out of um, I, I do enjoy like the Captain America sort of stuff, like the like yeah. the um uh, government espionage and and all that. It's like hidden, uh, hidden, uh, hitting um hitting hitting on the, all those notches that I quite quite like. Uh, in my in my um in my genre films, and yeah, um, it's a thing, and and I'll probably watch it. I mean, I've got I've got um, Disney Plus for for a year, so I'll probably watch that instead of watching Lilo and Stitch again for the five hundredth time. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we going to watch that, Kendall? Well, uh, the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be available for streaming on Disney Plus Worldwide on the 19th of March. 
So it's uh, just over a month away now. So mark your calendars. All right, dude. I'm sure Kendall Sweet. has too. <laughs> yes! It's burned in my brain. Um, so, next trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Next trailer. Next next trailer. Yes, yes, sorry. I'm a little intense. Um, next trailer is for an upcoming Netflix movie um, called Yes Day. Uh, this one's based on a book and stars Jennifer Garner and Edgar Ramirez as two, I suppose, uh, I, I don't want to say strict parents because, you know, I mean, they're saying no a lot in the beginning of this trailer. Uh, so maybe they are very strict or maybe they're just very cautious parents um, and their kids are not impressed with that. And then they end up finding out that there is a, a day a year, once a year when uh, sort of like the purge <laughs> uh, when parents. <laughs> what a comparison. <laughs> a kitty purge movie. <laughs> That's what it made me feel like. I was like, oh, it's the kid. It's the, it's the, <laughs> like, parent trap version of the purge or something like that. Um, anyway, yeah. Call. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, one day a year where they, uh, their parents have to say yes to everything the kids want. Um, and, you know, that could spell disaster, um, as I'm sure it definitely will in this film. Because um, I don't think we saw, I think we saw a lot of uh, the shenanigans that the family seems to get up to. Um, and uh, it's kind of touched on some negativity resulting from that. But um, most importantly, like that car is just fucked just quietly. Yeah. <laughs> like windows down, driving through a car wash. I'm like, I mean, that would be <laughs> that would be so much fun. But like your car's just fucked after that. Um, <laughs> depends, uh, depends if it's um, real leather or not. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Um, but anyway, I I don't know. I feel like this film is uh, probably a good, maybe a good lockdown film, maybe a good film to uh, distract us from the world and kind of take us away and into things that we normally wouldn't see or situations that, you know, you, you've always, maybe like, you know, growing up, you know, you always wanted your parents to say, yes, oh, let's go do this or let's go do that. Can we have this for dinner? You know? Can we have can we have dessert for dinner kind of thing like you know dream, living so maybe this is kind of a way to live live vicariously through these characters and and kind of experience these really fun um, I don't know fun things during this day and it just it just seems to be a very positive movie like I don't think it's going to be anything spectacular I think it's just going to be very enjoyable and um, probably have a good message in it uh, this feels like a message kind of movie. Um, when it comes down to it, but um, but yeah, no, I I might check this out. I haven't decided if I'm going to watch this yet, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm not turned off by it completely. I think it might be good. Who knows? Fulia, what did you think of yesterday? Uh, look, it does look like a lot of fun. Um, you know, just you know, family shenanigans happening. <laughs> the kids get to make up the rules for 24 hours, and the parents have no choice but to say yes. Um, I feel like it's also something that the parents are realizing that they used to do stuff like this when they were kind of growing up. Um, but then as soon as they had to start adulting, they just became the, um, we'll say the, the, the fun killers, <laughs> the, the, the fun police, <laughs> uh, okay. as the kids say. Uh, and so they're just like, let's just 
throw away the rules for, for one day and just have fun. And, and that's pretty much the premise of this particular film. And I, I kind of, I kind of like the idea of it. Uh, I'll probably watch it just to have a laugh. Um, I'm just a pretty much a grab your popcorn, sit down and relax and just enjoy it type of movie, I'd say. And, but yeah, and always love Jennifer Garner. She's, she's so pretty. Yeah. And she's amazing. It's very talented. Um, so yeah, can't wait to see Yes Day, Wayne. <laughs> well, it's very uh, warm and fuzzy film, isn't it? Um, sort of, hmm. you know, the family fodder that you'd, you'd sort of expect. It comes across a bit like a, like an old school Disney movie really um yeah a little bit yeah i mean look it looks like a, a cute film like i i'm not one for that sort of schmaltzy sap really but i have to say there was an element of this that actually i found quite charming it could be a lot to do with that uh, jennifer garner i'm not going to lie i'm a big fan um but i do wonder <laughs> if it's if it's a movie worth sitting through it's the trailer gives you the entire movie um, it's not a film that's yeah. going to offer you any surprises whatsoever um one because it um, clearly adheres to certain genre tropes. Um, and secondly, <laughs> because again, the whole plot line and the whole narrative and character arc and narrative arc is in the trailer. Um, I wish studios would stop doing that. Um, because yep. if you, you know, believe enough in the premise, that should be enough to sell it. Um, but in saying that, as I said, there is quite, there's something about this movie. I don't know why and I don't know what, but, um, I think I'm going to check it out myself. Yeah. Hey. I feel like I've already seen it, but I'm going to check out the extended cut <laughs> <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Michael, how about yourself, mate? What did you think of it? Well, I know you guys are probably going to tell me to lighten, lighten up, but fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot but, of sh- look, it's schmaltzy and sappy, but hey. it's it's not that. Uh, fuck, I'm going to do the cardinal sin that I hate doing. But speaking of the parent, um, <laughs> honestly, if if there's something wrong with your parent parenting and it and you decide now you need to shake things up to actually realise what the problems are, considering your oldest is a teenager, I think you're a bit of a shitty parent. Um, if you if you haven't worked out that helicoptering parents um, haven't, haven't worked out yet that there's something wrong and you probably need you probably need to change the way you're actually parenting, yeah, I don't know. It is a it is a family film and it is for kids, but but it just rubbed me up the wrong way. And yeah, yeah, you're right, Kendall. This is this is a child's purge movie because I really wanted to fucking <laughs> purge. And so yeah, saving grace is Jennifer Garner. I mean, yeah, she she's fantastic and uh, and she hasn't been in much that of that nowadays, but it's really great. And yeah, it's from a book, so you know it's it's probably got a following, and it's probably one of those throwaway throw throwaway movies. And yeah, if and if you're going to force me to watch it, if we're going to do a whole group <laughs> group review, then maybe I'll watch it. But it's not it's not <laughs> on the top of my list. I mean, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I need to lighten the fuck up. I mean, <laughs> no, no. It's all right. I should. I shouldn't be like this. You don't have to like it. Yeah, I know I don't have to like it, but I, I need to give it more slack. I mean, Jesus Christ! It's, 
Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I learned something. I learned a phrase to, uh, a couple of days ago that I, it's pessimi- uh, a pessimist is never disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So set your so, standards low if you go and watch it, hey, Mike? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. You know, you're right. It's it's like the it's like those Disney films like like Daddy Daycare. But I don't think that's Disney, was it? Oh, I don't know. It's one. No, no. It, it, it's it's one of those movies that it, it's it's for kids, but it's also for parents to realize. Hey, you need some balance in your life. It's like, yeah, I know. I think I got this down <laughs> pat. Don't fucking dictate to me. I know I'm a fucking good parent. You pieces of shit. Anyway, when when is this movie going to be on Netflix, Kendall? It will be on Netflix for streaming worldwide on the twelfth of March. Speak, so, speak week. <laughs> speaking as a parent. Oh fuck. I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> speaking as a mother. <laughs> a mother. <laughs> well, speaking <sighs> as a dad, I think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, lordy. Anyway, uh, our third and final trailer for this week's Trailer Park is for an upcoming film called Boss Level. Heat of the moment. <laughs> if anyone gets that reference. Um, are you referencing? Yes, you're referencing Supernatural because hey. it's the day <laughs> when it's always Tuesday. Yes, because this yep. is a this is this is a yes a Groundhog Day sort of uh, storyline happening. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence on this one. Um, I mean, the cast is is all right. Uh, I haven't really seen Frank Grillo in a lead role. Uh, I mean, he's most known for, um, I mean, he's the lead in, in a TV series called Kingdom, um, which I think is about like a family of boxers or something. Um, and then uh, outside of that, he's, you know, had a lot of small roles, uh, supporting roles in like action films. And he's even in the MCU, he was Crossbones and the Captain America movies, uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Um, so there's that connection, but, um, I've never seen him in a lead role myself, so I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sold on him. Um, but he looks like he's having a good time making this cause I'm very curious as to, you know, A, why he's caught in this loop, um, and B, like why are people trying to kill him? What's going on? So I'm glad that they kind of showed us kind of the premise for this movie without, showing us everything although they did do show quite a lot like the fact that they you know they brought in Mel Gibson uh his character and uh you know and started started kind of like that turned things on its head it seemed and I'm like oh, I don't think you needed to do that maybe it could have I mean they just wanted to show Mel Gibson being in their movie but they literally could have just done like a, a quick a quick shot at the end and be like and Mel Gibson like you know Whatever, you know, that thing. Um, Naomi Watts is in this as well. That all is always a good thing because uh, I'm I'm a fan of hers and looks like they're letting her keep her Aussie accent for this one. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it could be it could be interesting. I did like the opening sequence of, of the fact that, uh, I mean, similar to Palm Springs, you know, when you start that film, 
he's already in the loop, right? And so uh, in this film, Frank Grillo's character is already in the loop. And so you, I like the way he was like weaving between all the action unfolding around him. I thought that was shot really well and choreographed really nicely. Um, it kind of, you know, so it's a good action. It looks, looks like it might be a good action film with, with some comedic uh, elements to it. And um, But yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if it's... I hope it's good because it, yeah... It, it seems to be seems to be all right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to stay positive, people. <laughs> um, Fulia, what, what did you think of, of the trailer for this one? Yeah, look, it definitely gave me, um, you know, mystery box vibes from Supernatural. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mystery spot vibes, yeah. The mystery <laughs> spot, yep. I definitely got that. Um, the fact that, you know, every, he, he knows what's going to happen, but no matter how, how, how hard he tries to get out of it, he ends up dying in some way and then just starts the day all over again, uh, which is pretty much the same deal, what they did for Supernatural. Um, so I'll probably enjoy this particular film. Um, there's some good action in it. And I think it's just like a popcorn movie. Just yeah. pop, pop your thinking caps at yeah. the door. And just sit down with your popcorn. Um, I I think like it, it may not look that like awesome from the trailer, but I'm still willing to give it a go and just see how it sort of turns out and how the story goes. Uh, so I am interested in that respect. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I don't know. The effects look pretty cool, but yeah, I'm just. Mm, kind of sitting on the fence, but I'll still watch it and see what it's all about. Cool. Wayne? Um, look, I'm sure there's a good movie in there somewhere, but I'm just not feeling it from this trailer. Um, this trailer did absolutely nothing for me. Um, and that surprises me because I like action movies. I like the idea of, you know, time being on a loop, a Groundhog Day type thing. Um, like the, the, on paper, it seems like a movie that I would like, but... Um, I, I couldn't see it in this trailer, so I, I don't know. I might check it out, but I've got really nothing more to say about this because when I say that this trailer did nothing for me, it really did nothing for me. Um, so yeah, oh, wow. So maybe it was just maybe it just was a bad trailer from my point of view, but um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like the premise is more interesting than than what they're marketing it as. So um, I'm not going to write this this movie off, mind you, because again, it's got elements that I enjoy, but it's just not being sold to me in the best way. So, yes. Watch this space to see if I watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Love it. Your thoughts yeah, on it well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sort of the same. It, it, it didn't really grab me. Like, anyway, like, the action looks looks fantastic, but you can't really just watch action and... And, and not get a, a hint of an uh, uh, an interesting story. Um, I suppose I, I I don't know what really got me is like are we it, it's is this going to be a thing now that because a thing now with like redo movies um, like the Groundhog Day is it, I, I don't know is there too many movies like that coming out now. Because there's there's Death Day Party like one and two you got Palm Springs and you got this one, uh, and uh, and I suppose you could probably chuck in the uh, Tom Cruise Edge of Tomorrow, what that one? Yeah. Uh, 
that as well. It's like, really? We're can we not can we not do too many of these like all at once? I would just argue it's just a popular trope. Mm. To yeah. Be fair. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's just but becoming more. I see, more... but I see, I see your point. Yeah, maybe it's just becoming more frequently used, I suppose, because like you know, yeah, Groundhog yeah. Day did it, and then no one really touched it for ages, so now it's the time yeah. to use it, I guess. And the thing is, if you've got movies that are getting acclaim, who use this trope, it's like, oh, people mm. like this trope, and so we'll use it. It's kind of like the hidden footage yeah. movie. Right after um, yeah, Blair, the, fa- the found the fa- footage, found yeah. footage, yeah, sorry, yeah, like you know, Blair Witch did it, and then Paranormal Activity made it explode into this huge thing. Um, but now There's people a spike are over and then it. it falls off. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then people got over found footage as well. I mean, the next Jason movie was heavily touted to be a found footage movie, and I was just like, don't do that, um, <laughs> right? Don't don't do that to my boy. Um, so thankfully, that probably won't be a thing now. Um, so yeah, so like, like how you said, Kendall, it's probably just a trope now and it's probably just finding it's the flavor of the month. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But you're not feeling it, Mike. It's already overdone for you. Yeah. If you, if you can count like three off your fingers, I think it's too, a little bit too many. Uh, and with the, um, found footage, uh, I've been listening to a podcast, um, and they, they were talking about that. It's like, well, the best time to actually do that sort of movie is now because no one's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> so, and no, you well, got, you yeah, got, and you need limited, and you only need small resources to do it, and that's all you can really gather together to do. Hey, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably give it another year, and 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 the spark will go up again. It's like, oh, these movies, it, it's a bit like the zombie movies as well. Mm. I mean, they were they they were huge in the in the early two thousands, and they they sort of dropped dropped off again. And and you get the odd one or two, and the Zack Snyder ones coming out soon. So yeah, I, I think yeah, 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 in, yeah. Interesting movie. Um, and when is it coming to uh, coming? When, when, when's com- when's coming? <laughs> when's it when's coming? It coming? When is it coming? Well. Um, Boss Level is going to be available uh, for our friends in the US of A on the 5th of March. Um, it's going to be uh, on Hulu in the US. So um, oh. maybe n- now that we're having a star added to Disney+, Plus, uh, we might see uh, certain Hulu films find their way there. So who knows? Maybe we'll have it on Disney+, Plus here in Australia. But yeah, we'll because- see what happens. Yeah, because there there are a lot of uh, Hulu like um, uh, TV shows actually go, going to uh, Star as well. Because I saw mm-hmm. saw the the um um uh, oh Justin Rowland uh, TV show uh, uh, cartoon thing uh, that's only on Hulu that you could probably watch watch it on Star. I saw like ads for it, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And start starts coming um, out on the twenty third of February. So what? Twenty third of February. Watch what this a coincidence! Place. The day I go on my leave. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If I if I didn't plan it, you wouldn't know it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, you are a Disney oh, girl. I am. <laughs> because they they own two of my favorite things. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, they. 
And now they own quite a few of my favorite things, really. So, Are you a anyway. Disney princess? No. <laughs> no, she's a Disney queen. Ah, <laughs> oh, stop. Don't say that. a Disney queen, it's Fulia. Yeah. yeah don't, oh, no, don't not. say Disney queen. You might disappear. Because <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no queens. Because the princesses, the princesses do it. Usually have they no- do end up becoming queens. Oh, I don't know. Track record always <laughs> speaks for itself. There are no, there are no mums. There's no mums to the princesses. <laughs> or they're all evil. Um, all right. No, only the so stepmothers. That was our stepmothers. On- yes, yes. Well, sometimes they're queens, or they make <laughs> themselves queens. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Anyway. That was our brief discussion on Disney Queens. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a new segment, apparently. <laughs> new segment. No. No. Because speaking of Disney, the time has come. We have arrived at the section, the segment, the part of the show I like to call... Popcorn Culture! <laughs> Yeah! Woohoo! Mike's losing his shit, and I, so am I internally. I love well, it. I'm trying to get my uh, energy up. Yes, alright, good, 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 good. Pow, pow, pow. Okay, so it's that time of the week, uh, dear listeners, where we uh, gather to unpack and deliver our verdict and thoughts and theories on the latest episode of WandaVision. WandaVision! WandaVision! <laughs> and this week it's episode six, uh, which is called the all new Halloween Spooktacular, uh, which is a title I'm a big fan of. Um, then again, I've been saying I'm a, ha- a fan of all of these titles because they're really clever. Um, now, before we dive in to this episode, I really want to hear from our very own Wayne Stellini because... He has had the pleasure, nay, the, the, the interesting experience, if you will, different to ourselves, of actually binging, sort of, I suppose, epi- episodes one through five, or at least watching them in quick succession over a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because we've been waiting week to week to week, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, been, it's been a lot for us. <laughs> <laughs> but exciting. But exciting. Wayne, yes. I, I want so two two things. Uh, I want to know a what it's like to watch it for the first time quickly, mm-hmm. and b just your general thoughts on the first five episodes of One Division. Yeah, please. Um, yeah. So I ended up watching. Um, yeah, I did. I, well, I I did. Um, I did essentially binge it. So I watched. Uh, well, my version of binging it anyway. So I watched the pilot. Uh, one night, and then I saw three episodes the next day, um, and then two episodes today. So Great. yeah, so I saw um five and five and six pretty close together. Um, yeah, I, I think wow. yeah. So I in in my feedback for episode six, I might be referencing something from episode three and not even realizing it. Um, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, considering that like a quarter of 
of each episode's runtime are devoted to credits and, and title sequences. <laughs> so they're not really as long as as they appear to be. But um No. But yeah. Um look, I have to say that uh, after watching the first episode and and this is me being honest. Um so um, Kendall, first of all, I'm glad we're not in the same studio. Um and secondly, <laughs> you know I've seen up to episode 6, so it, it couldn't have been that okay. horrible. <laughs> I didn't bail. No. Um, you didn't bail. But I do but look, I I do actually have to say that the uh pilot episode of WandaVision, um when it finished, I actually went to myself, "Meh." And on reflection, I actually thought it was one of the worst pilot episodes I have ever seen to any TV series in a really long time. And I had to think about that wow. because I had to say to myself, well, what makes you say that? Because I don't think it's bad. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was all that good, but I didn't think it was bad either. And I think the reason for that was, the reason why I would classify it that way was because that it was made for an established audience. So if you're new to the series, you've got no hope in hell in understanding what's going on um, or sort of even as you go on understanding the elements of these characters because what this series does is it asks you to be on Wanda and Vision's side from the get-go without really knowing anything about them or having any reason to like them. Um, so I found that was an interesting choice. It's like this established audience, it's huge already, but I thought, okay, you clearly, it's for fans of the franchise, um, which I felt was like, you know, a different take to say what Mandalorian did, which was if you'd never seen anything Star Wars, you could still appreciate it. I think it took its time to get to know it. Um, I, I find that the, the, the sitcom trope is really interesting. I think that that's quite inventive. Um, I probably would have liked for the gags in the sitcoms to actually be funny. I didn't find them all that funny either. Um, oh, you didn't, you didn't like drunk vision. Yeah. And the magician thing. Um, oh, it was okay. No. Went on a bit long, but didn't love it. Um, I, I like her. I think she is sort of a bit more fleshed out than he is, especially in the early episodes, I have to say coming you know, coming yep. coming to the latter episodes, um, we're getting a bit more as we're understanding more. I mean, because for like a continuation of the MCU, it's perfect, right? Because you've got all this history, but as its own series, and if you're going in fresh, mm-hmm. I can see why they released episode one and two on the same night. Because I think episode <laughs> yeah. one alone doesn't really give you much, if if not anything. Because the first two episodes really are just shenanigans. It isn't until sort of like episode three that things really start to kick off and then episode four especially. In saying that, because somebody did ask me what I thought about the pilot after watching it and I said, eh, it's kind of this. But I, what I did say about it was you can tell that it's the type of series that rewards you for sticking with it. And yeah. Um, and look, I have to say, I, by episode four, I felt rewarded, um, (laughs) of this series. It's, um, it's because Wanda and Vision aren't characters that I, um, that I particularly were drawn to or loved in the films. They, you know, I wasn't, I didn't dismiss them by any means, but I didn't like go, you know, 
gaga over them like I did, as I mentioned, for like, you know, Loki or or the Winter Soldier or definitely Captain America. Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, they, they weren't like characters that really stood out to me in, in the films to begin with. So that's why I didn't really have any intention of watching this. But, you know, when the pop culture queen recommends a show, you kind of have to watch it, don't you? <laughs> you know, biases included. Um, but I do have to say, though, I, it, it has a very wobbly start, but I don't think, whilst I think that it's probably one of the weakest starts to a series I've ever seen, I've never seen a series pick itself up and redeem itself so quickly at the same time. And then I feel mm. like on repeated viewings, my opinion will absolutely be different and it will be full investment and love the whole way through. So I found that very interesting. So it's a really interesting um approach for a series it's 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 yeah it's 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 quite well done the concept is original the execution is pretty is pretty cute i love the ads in the middle of every episode um i love how they sort of feed and reflect into the narrative i like that wanda ends up being more um almost of an anti-hero to some degree but um Mm. but but She's very sympathetic. I think we, we can absolutely see every reason um, to understand why she's doing what she's doing. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know if I'm already venturing into episode six territory now. <laughs> but I, no, no, it's okay. Go, go for yeah. it. But I think overall, I think because for me, I don't know, because I purposely um, didn't listen to the reviews um, that you all had in the previous weeks because so I you know, it was in the back of my mind. I thought, well, look, I'm a part of this show, so I should uh, be, be watching this at some stage. Um, so I don't know how you all felt about the first episode of the first two episodes, but I think for myself, binging it was the better thing for me to do. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I hope that sort of answers answers your question. What was it like to, to, to binge it? It means you can sort of, if you had any doubts, you didn't have time to really think about them. And if they did come to mind, the series corrected them for you. So I do have to say about episode three or four, um, we're into full gear and it hasn't let up since. So <laughs> I am enjoying, mm. I am enjoying the series actually. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of have to laugh because me and Wayne, me and you, Wayne are sort of similar. Um, okay. After episode, after episode three, I, I was like, uh, I have this phrase: "Hurry up and get to the fucking monkey." Yeah, uh, which 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 is King Kong. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so so it's like I just want to know what, what's going on, and I'm I'm sort of getting sick of this. So, <laughs> the um the uh the sitcom trope. It's like it, it it is interesting, but you can't really like grab my uh, my particular full attention. I mean, I do appreciate that they try try and get it as. Mm as perfect as I can and yeah I do applaud for it but well once um episode four kicks into gear and it re- does really kick into gear after that yeah uh, may I ask a question because I don't know if this is something that is really well known and I've just missed it or I haven't been paying attention but is there a particular reason why Wanda creates manipulates this world to replicate a sitcom and why they haven't yeah, oh, we yeah. don't know yet. And I was going to say, and I was going to say, why bother going through the decades so quickly? As an audience member, it's fun to watch, but I, d- I don't see the, the logic. But we, we don't know that yet. Um, 
No, we don't know that yet. And my my theory with the sitcom thing is, um, and I can't remember if I've said this on here or in my non-scripted rambling stuff, but basically my theory is because, you know, you hear about a lot of um, uh, international uh, people, you know, who live in countries that, you know, English isn't their first language mm -hmm. and they show, you know, American television is shown everywhere, right? Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> people in... In, in places like the fictional country Sokovia would, you know, have have people growing up watching these, you know, shows that are, are showing the this American life and and this, you know, nuclear family doing all this stuff. And so I think it's part that and I think it's part the fact that um Wanda has never had anything close to a normal life or a normal family life because, you know, she lost her parents mm when her and her brother were very young um, and then, you know, and then obviously she, you know, she went through some major trauma and then they went down this villainous path and, and then uh, her brother died. Um, and then with Vision dying, I think that's just kind of was the final straw. And so um, clearly she's found out that S.W.O.R.D. were experimenting on Vision and that's why she's broken in. Like that's, mm. I think that's got to be it for my money. And she's taken Vision and she, as she's saying, and especially she, she addresses in this current episode that she has, she doesn't know how exactly it started or why it, why it started, or you know, she just remembers kind of how she felt. But I think that she's trying to find, find some happiness somewhere. And I think that she's just drawing on these, I don't know, fictional, uh, fictional things that she's maybe seen on TV growing up of these ideal families and they're perfectly American because you know she goes out of her way in an earlier episode to say you know how about a nice American name like Tommy mm. you know like like why why do you specifically need to say that yeah you know aren't you from aren't you from Sokovia and you know as soon as she leaves the hex she her Sokovian accent returns she goes back in she's speaking American yeah like it's so I think it's it's just I think it's all just kind of that that's just kind of what my theory yeah. is that makes that makes sense it makes perfect sense actually to me and i think as well because especially if you um you know know of her backstory of not having any sort of stability yeah. and especially since her brother was the only family that she had had this whole time and you know and his death was really sad um as well mm. and i like that we see the impacts of that in this in this series because it still clearly affects her and i think it's kind mm. of true it's like if you've got a rough upbringing the ideal world is on tv and especially in those wholesome sitcoms right um and it references mm -hmm. a lot of lovely sitcoms i particularly like how they replicate the opening titles of bewitched um personally i really <laughs> yeah. like that um and um yeah and they sort of have that in the first color episode their backyard looks similar to that of the brady bunch um and the house mm -hmm. almost not quite but you know there's elements of the stairs and things like that so yeah yeah, yeah. and you know what and even just sort of see, catching those references fills you with this sort of warm and fuzzy nostalgia i mean and if that's what she's mm. trying to capture because one could argue if you're in hiding why would you then hide in a medium that is broadcast or could be picked up um yeah you know yeah but it's, yeah yeah it's just sort of it's a safety net, really. And maybe it's only the mm. type of show you would find if you're looking for it. <laughs> really. <laughs> yes. More than anything. Absolutely. Um, yes. But yeah. I do but I do applaud the, the series um for how it's gone. And I do like that it keeps you on your toes. Um, you know, it's not yeah. it's, it's more of a 
unlike most or well unlike any really of the of the MCU movies which are all about the action and and, and the adventure really um mm. this is more about the mystery of it all um again yeah. you know I, look I, as i said it redeemed itself very quickly for me and i had to applaud it <laughs> <laughs> great yeah. nice um all right well let's let's dive into episode six the all-new halloween spooktacular so basically this is our 90s sitcom episode um the the show opens with um you know these crazy uh credits um Mm. that i really liked and and then um we go into this malcolm in the middle inspired (laughs) uh sitcom which was just great. I, I, I just got to say off the bat, I really enjoyed that, especially because, you know, that's that's something that I watched when I was a kid. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that coming into this now. Like, that's where we're at. Uh, and the fact that the twins got a bigger role in this week's episode and they were narrating to the camera um, and we're doing cutaways like we're on scrubs. Like, I, I just, yeah, I thought it was... Oh, it was really cool. Um, and so it's Halloween in Westview and and uh, and they're all dressed up in their superhero costumes from the comics. Um, and I like how they explain that away. Like Wanda's like, I'm a, I'm a Sokovian fortune teller and, and Vision's a Mexican wrestler. And, <laughs> and they, they, don't, they don't try and explain what, what Quicksilver is, is dressed as, but he's just, you know, that's his comic book outfit as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's the, the sitcom stuff at the start was really good. And I was actually okay that we didn't get to spend too much time doing the sitcommy stuff. Cause I, I like in the Brady Bunch stuff. And then last week with the eight, like the, uh, full house stuff, like, you know, they, they're starting to drift more and more away from spending a whole episode doing that, which is great. Cause it's furthering the main storyline yeah, It's better outside of the hex. It's better for it. I think. I think that's where you yeah, see the turning yeah, point. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why, like this with this week's episode, especially, I was very, I was glad to have this back and forth and not spend so much time. As much as I love the Malcolm in the Middle stuff, it's very nostalgic. But um, yeah, I think they they blended it perfectly, the mix between the real world and the hex stuff at the same time. Um, and I got to say, how good was it to see Evan Peters stretch his legs? as this version of uh, Pietro <laughs> Maximoff. Wayne, were you floored last week? Well, I said last week, but that uh, was last week's episode. Uh, were you floored when that reveal happened? Did you have it spoiled for you beforehand? Or? No, I didn't have it spoiled for me. Um, fl- oh, I don't know if I was floored. I thought it was quite lovely, um, to be honest. Um, I thought, you know, you go, oh. <laughs> and I, 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 I like the in-show explanation of being... Of being recast. Um, look, it'd been a while um, since I'd seen his portrayal, so I had to say, "Hang on, let me do this research." And I thought that was actually really cool and incredibly clever. I mm. thought it was an incredibly clever move. Um, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a, it's almost like a genius move, really, because it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It makes it makes a lot of sense, um, and it's quite cheeky, and it's an Easter egg. And it's all of these things in in, in one. Um, so yeah, no, I I did. But this I imagine for those who are a lot more um, invested, <coughs> Kendall, um, it would have been a moment. <laughs> it would have been a moment. Yeah, I wish I had 
where you. F- I wish I'd had a camera on me where you f- filming my reaction. Fell off because I literally leapt up out of my seat. I was gonna like, say you would have Jesus. fell off your chair or thrown something at the I screen did. or or kissed your TV <laughs> or maybe all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. No, it, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was good. And I I have to say all the stuff in this episode, um, involving um, you know. Uncle Peter or Quicksilver, if you like, um, mm-hmm. was so well done. Like, it just added so much yeah. depth um, because mm-hmm. what happens is when you're introducing all of these other characters in these interactions, um, it's adding depth to Wanda especially who is manipulating. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think when we get to discover, because I had a s- suspicion about an episode or two ago that she was manipulating Vision. And we're all wondering how's he back to life type thing, um, mm, but that he mm-hmm. was actually she was actually manipulating him that he was not doing things of his own free will. But to see just the extent of it in this town, and how powerful mm. she actually is, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like the further away you are from her, it's easier to put you on pause, if you will, <laughs> because she's so yeah. busy manipulating all of these these other people and the ramifications of that manipulation. Is extraordinary because it's not a nice thing to do. We understand why she's doing it, but the suffering that she's inflicting on people just to sort of forget about her own grief or to calm her own grief um, is extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's it's motivated by by loss, but by love as well. But it's having this wide impact um, on these innocent people. Um, that like really like this episode puts so much um depth and adds so much gravity to Wanda and to the story itself and i think it really gave mm. vision some time to shine as well like in terms of mm-hmm. getting to see him more than just you know no pun intended this sort of like robotic <laughs> sort of figure type thing but you really did get this this genuine sense of humanity in him as he's just trying to figure all of this all of this out and that that interaction mm. about when he's like oh no i'm going on the the neighborhood watch patrol and she's like you know in her head she's like no that's not what i've scripted essentially for you to do and she's yeah. questioning it but then mm-hmm. runs with it anyway um that's a massive turning point um and yeah and i think that what what comes out of it is yeah, it's fascinating. Um, Kendall, I know that in your ram- in your ramblings video, um, you know, you talked about that moment when he's sort of at the outskirts, and there's the woman putting mm. up that decoration on a loop, um, and all mm. she and you know, and and we see a single tear drop down her eye. That is heartbreaking, because we know what yeah. that means after that seek. You know, after some of those flashes of people who break free from, you know, that that confinement that manipulation of Wanda and, and get to sort of speak their truth before they're put back into it again. So just that single teardrop, we know exactly what she's feeling. There's a lot of powerful imagery yeah. in this episode. Um, again, as I sort of said, it's a series that rewards you for sticking with it. And and I, I really... Absolutely. Um, episode five and six, we were rewarded. <laughs> really yeah. Are. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, Mike, uh, do you want to tack on to any of that? What do you, what do you have anything you want to add or, or just your general thoughts on this episode? Um, I really quite like it and, uh, I was right. It was going to go off with a bang because, uh, considering this is like the end of act two and we've only got three yeah. episodes left, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. for, for act three and there's, and 
shit's going to go down. And I reckon mm-hmm. for the, I reckon the next episode is probably going to be another time jump, jump backwards maybe, of uh, Wanda actually uh, where she was like at the end of Endgame, and on to yeah maybe. I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking that, and I'll probably uh, I'm thinking that. Um, yeah, this episode uh, sort of um, after. After episode five, where the reveal of Pedro is uh, with the face of another Pedro, yes, completely broke my brain, and and all, all my theories just came at once. It's like, okay, this means this, this means this. <laughs> and after watching this episode, it sort of dialed back. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is more this is more questions than I thought, because it felt like. Uh, it felt like it was the Pedro that we know from the MCU, but with a different face. So kinda, yeah. So so and does I, yeah. And it also comes up with like, well, is he really Pedro, like back from the dead, but with a different face because uh, you need some sort of uh, body, and and there's no. And and I do find it funny in the town square that there's actually uh, in on the projector is actually Night of the Living Dead uh, uh, playing, and I thought mm. that means something. Does that mean all these people are dead and they've been reincarnated by Wanda or whoever Wanda, uh, whoever's manipulating like the situation? That will be completely morbid, but <laughs> fun at the same time. And it, <laughs> and it would explain uh, vision as well. So, and yeah, I, I I love seeing Evan Peters having a play of the uh, of the of the crazy uncle. It's that it, it is that uh, trope of the crazy uncle who's a who's a dead shit, and they're living and he's living on the couch, <laughs> and he's sort of and he's sort of hustling into the wonder and vision relationship is like hey i could be i could be dad i i can be the male role model and he's sort of squeezing himself in uh is is that his intention um in real life or is this or, or is this play acting we don't know he's still a question mark and and mm. and considering what happens at the end i think I, I think even more shit is going to go down and the reason why we're going to go back in time uh to to deal with that deal with that thing as well as uh of is he the big, the big bad we don't we still don't know and yeah but but that's the ending and we'll probably talk about the ending but uh what else is there yeah uh vision um i, I was the same way and i thought uh vision was being manipulated by by wanda i thought he was just like the empty vessel and that we saw at the end of C episode four, mm-hmm. uh, when when uh, when Vision was just the um, grey husk with the huge dent in his episode head. Th- episode three. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was his body like manipulating, and then they did the same thing with uh, Pedro. And it's like, okay, that it's either. That that's their true form, which is weird because Pedro's body would be absolutely decayed now <laughs> because because it's a couple of year, years gone by. 
quite a while. Or that's or that's just a vision a, a vision of vision of what he really is and that's just and yeah. So so all my theories have got gone out the door and yeah. Mm. Well, I think with Pedro, nice. I, I think the um, you know, like the key line of he's been recast, um, probably in this interpretation, there's no relation whatsoever. Um, she's found this random to play her brother, um, but I don't know. But she seemed surprised by him, like yeah. as a legitimate uh, surprise yeah. when she saw him at the door. But the you know the, the 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 thought was still put out there. Oh, she's recast him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because he he says, like Pietro says in this episode, that um, like, and I'm paraphrasing this because he says he says it in like a funny way, but he's talking about how he he was shot, and then next thing he knows, uh, Wanda was calling for him, yeah. and he came because he knew she needed him. Um, so yeah, so that's I don't know. I feel like I feel like that maybe Wanda's just. You know, she she's in control, but she just doesn't know how much control she really has. Yeah. When it comes down to it, um, I mean, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is um, this Pietro that's come into this whole thing, because you know we saw last week. Last week she was telling Vision, "I didn't make the doorbell ring. Um, mm. I don't know who, what's going on." Um, so the other theory is that you know is it's like you said, Mike, is this Pietro our big bad? Like, is is this the big bad in disguise? Like, you know, everyone's like, is this Mephisto? <laughs> like, the devil incarnate. Um, yeah, because, you know, he says, uh, you know, raise hell, devil spawn to the twins as they run off to make mischief. Um, hmm. and, and just the fact that, and like, because I have the two theories about, about him being either Mephisto or being some malevolent being because, A, he knows t- everything that's going on. In this timeline, um, and he's impressed. Know, he knows that, and he's impressed. That's exactly right. The big point, <laughs> the big point to make, and for the argument of him being a, a, the villain, is the fact that he's when Wanda is asking him what he thinks, technically, like morally, of this whole thing that she's doing. He goes, "No, I'm impressed." Like he's not, he's not put off by the fact that she's like ruining these people's lives and holding them hostage. He's like, "No, the fact that you went from." you know, putting nightmares in people's heads and making making sparks come out of your fingers to this is just incredible. So he's blown away. So that's trippy. But then, you know, by the same token, the fact that... I feel like the fact that they were, um, you know, they were trying to bond and connect over their different childhood memories and neither one or nor the other could remember the same thing. So I think that this Pietro... Isn't the Pietro from the X Men films? I think he just looks like Evan Peters, but he's from a different universe because we are getting into the multiverse. You know, yeah. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is coming up. So that's so. Those are my my kind of thoughts on mm-hmm. on Pietro um, in terms of who he really is and what's going on. Let's go, Fulia, do it. <laughs> um, look, uh, this this episode definitely was really good and very mind-blowing. There were a lot of things that did happen. Um, my goodness, uh, Evan Peters as uh, Quicksilver just coming in, and Pietro, um, 
Man, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very so funny. much fun to watch. Um, and you know the fact that he is able to make one of the twins, you know, feel like he is a god to them, to him, uh, to the kid, uh, is just really, really cute. Um, because you know he just wants to be cool like his uncle, uh, and so he gets to dress up like uh, like his uncle. But then you find out that he actually gets his power, which is really crazy. Yeah, the, the twins got their powers. The twins have their their powers, but what you know, one gets the brother's power and the other one gets the mother's power. You know, so it's um, it was really interesting how they've got these different you know powers, but they're pretty much like it's almost like a bloodline thing for mm. them to get the same powers, which is really really cool. Um, mm. The the twin with the short hair, oh my goodness! I felt Billy. so Billy. Oh my goodness! Like he, his his other brother was just like you're such a nerd and all that sort of stuff, and just <laughs> he's like you're not cool at all, and just bullying him, and it's really oh, it was just it was cute, but my goodness, like I felt bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then yeah, he kind of realizes that he gets his mother's power and then all of a sudden mm. he can see what's going on. Something happened to his dad, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, it's, it's just, it's really, really cool to sort of see that sort of stuff. Um, I'd like to sort of jump ahead to where vision apparently goes out on his little neighborhood watch, mm. but he gets one, once he passes through the um, the areas of the neighborhood where the people are frozen in time, when he gets when Vision gets to the end of the street, which is where they're not supposed to be going past, we see a car, and mm. guess who's in the car? Frozen yeah. in time, <laughs> Agnes. Agnes, the wicked, um, the and- wicked witch of Eastview. Mm-hmm. Eastview. <laughs> <laughs> And she's just, you know, sitting there holding on to the steering wheel and she's just think she's thinking out loud. She has no idea how she got there and she doesn't know where she's going. And Vision's just staring at her thinking, okay, something's definitely wrong here. Why is she like this? And then he decides, you know what? I'm going to snap her out of her little thing and see what she's actually thinking. And he does. And my goodness, like she goes from one end of the stick to the other, you know, just being completely scared to then a maniacal laugh at the end. And then Vision's like, all right, that's enough. I've had enough of the laugh and just (laughs) snaps her back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that that was really, that scene there was just really interesting. Just the the stuff that she said um, was really, really intriguing to say the least and then it's and then vision just looks beyond after agnes leaves and sees that there's something going on just just in front of him and so he walks towards it and it's the it's the barrier it's the it's the wonder shield that she's put up Mm. and my goodness can we just talk about him trying to go through that (laughs) well I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to talk about Agnes for a second, if people okay. wanted to. Okay. Well, all right. Well, just, we'll hold yeah. on just to that. just to say just to say you know uh, two things, and this is my question for you guys. Um, 
is she faking it or is she legitimately trapped like everyone else? What do you what do you guys think? Um, I got the impression that she was trapped like everybody else. But um, I believe that she is in, in like the comics. She is a witch character, like an actual witch. Well, look, the, the theory, Wayne, is that she's, uh, yeah, she's a witch in the comics called Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Um, this this theory is not being confirmed okay. yet. Um, it's just pure speculation. Um, so that's why I, I pose the question. Uh, maybe she's faking. But, I mean, it does kind of genuinely seem like she was, you know, concerned. But I just, I just the, the, the fact that she picked the words all is lost to say as as her sentence and that before she launches into her laughter, I was like, because like the laughter I think is kind of like a misdirect maybe, mm. I don't know, but. The fact that she said all is lost makes me go, hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Unless she's just losing her grip on reality. I don't know. Mike, what do you th- what do you think about Agnes? Oh, it could be both. I mean, yeah. uh, where Vision is uh, on the outskirts and no one is talking to him, they're in their own thing, and Agnes is the only one that can talk, and she's yeah, that's even a good further away. Mm. Um. Mm. And when she's um, uh, she has these weird quips like uh, "You're supposed to be dead, 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 dad," and yeah, it's yeah, confronting. Yeah, very, um, very confronting. And um, yeah, it, it's weird because you know we we don't know. She could be a bystander, but she could be part of it at the same time. She could be stuck in this. Um, weird real- cognate reality, but she could be. <sighs> yeah, it's hard, and it's like the first time she's in the. Uh, she's in the um intro as well. Besides the Bewitch one, where everyone's a cartoon, uh, she's actually physically yeah. in 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 the in the show, and we don't see her yeah. until until we see that her in, in the car. And mm-hmm. she's sort of she's sort of taking a back step, maybe because Pedro has entered the building, and there's something going on there. Yeah, uh, and she's like pretty much out of the picture, and she's so far out of the picture that she's on the outskirts, and then Vision finds her, and I don't know, she's waiting for something. Otherwise, she would have gone. Mm. She is a conundrum, wrapped in an enigma. Wrapped in a mist. Most definitely. Wrapped in a mystery. Definitely. All right. In a J.J. Abrams mystery box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Fulia, why don't you take us through what happens to Vision? Because, my goodness, I did not enjoy seeing what happened to Vision in this episode. No. no. (laughs) So he's... He's just dying for the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Vision alone. Mm -hmm. So he decides that he's very curious about this barrier and he wants to pass through it. And so he goes through it, but he struggles. He struggles a lot to get through. And then once he actually gets through, he's still stuck to it. But he's forcing himself forward. Mm-hmm. And you see what's going on 
in real life. All of the agents have come out to see him come through mm-hmm. because before he even comes out, we find out that, uh, what was his name again? Um, Haywood. Haywood is tracking vision for some reason. Uh, Walter he Peck. What a dick. Yeah. Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. He is literally Walter Peck. Literally. I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, the first one to hate him. Just putting it out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you were. Well done. Yeah, so we find out that the three... Um, the three awesome trios, and I've forgotten their names. Yes, Moni- Monica, <laughs> Jimmy, and Darcy. Them's the ones. We um, love them. Love Darcy. We do. They they get escorted off the premises. They're no longer working there anymore oh, because they're just, getting too just... too involved in it. Apparently, yeah, they're too close. They're too close to whatever Hayward's actually doing, and that's why he's turfed them. Yeah, like. Yeah, and and the fact that I hate oh my god I hated the fact that he had to like f- not only throw Carol Danvers in Monica's face but then he had to freaking throw the last five years and the fact that she wasn't around and then her freaking mother and be like I'm glad you you know you weren't here to see your mother die because you know clearly you don't have the stones for this operation and I was just like excuse me I was pretty much Get ready fucked. to I was ready to kick him between the legs oh my <laughs> god the fuck you just say excuse yeah yeah me? excuse me i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah yeah fuck that guy man fuck him anyway yeah. so he's been tracking vision yeah yeah he's been tracking vision and then because of that tracking finds out that he's actually coming out mm. uh and darcy figures this out as well so she yeah, runs she out and mm-hmm. can see that he is essentially dying again because he's mm. coming out of Wanda's reality and coming into the real world, which means that he would technically lose his life. So he wouldn't actually be living again. And that would yeah. mean that Wanda would lose his um, lose her ability to control him once he comes well, through. That's the that's the question I think this this is asking is like is vision disintegrating because he actually can't exist outside of the hex or is he disintegrating because like the hex won't let him go kind of thing like I don't know what do you guys think going back to his original form he was in bits yeah so you reckon you reckon like... he just you reckon he just can't survive outside of the hex yeah okay He's all put together with magic and scotch tape. Yeah, I don't want to think that because it makes me sad, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, he's sort of together because that's how Wanda wants him to be. You know, he's the form that he is. Um, And there's something really tragic about that Um, and something poetic about it as well, like wanting, Mm. not necessarily wanting to, but realizing the need to maybe even to sacrifice oneself for it. Or maybe that's just where he realizes it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons why I'm probably going to cry at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's going to be rough. <laughs> well, um, do we, do we, is it, is it going to be like just a, as a one-off series with nine episodes or do we know if a second season's been commissioned or how they want to play it? No. Um, I think at this stage it's just a one-off. Um, 
I can't, depending on how it ends and depending on the fan response mm. to how it ends, I can't see them getting a second season. Yeah. I think it's just supposed to be a one-off miniseries. Look, I'll be honest. Um, I'm, I'm kind of cool with that considering how many of these yeah, different shows there are. It's kind of like, look, it's too long, too detailed for a movie, so we'll do a mini series, and you can sort of slot them into the franchise. And if anything, I think that's better, and it means that you can do more with these characters. You, you know, they won't be so mm, mm-hmm. constricted. So I am hoping for a good ending of this season, then, or of this series. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah, me too. I think we'll. I think we'll get a good one. Mm. Um. Yeah, but then, but then, yeah. This is this is the part of the the episode when we get to see. Exactly how powerful Wanda is, mm-hmm. yeah. And the fact that she, the fact that her her version of saving Vision is making the hex larger. She doesn't go out to get him or anything. She's just well. Like, here's no. the thing: before that even happens, her son was the first one to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Not her. So yeah. he so Billy picks it up. All of a sudden, she he's got the same power as Mum, and then it's like. To run straight to mum, be like, mum, there's something wrong with dad. Yeah. <laughs> we need to yeah. save him. Such and a kid thing to do. That's when she <laughs> kicks in. That's when <laughs> Wanda's magic kicks in and just decides, you know what, the only way I'm going to get him back is if I broaden this hex border further out and she goes way beyond what we were expecting way, but this is I also, thought she would have this was also a sign of when how vision was covered this is also a sign of how far like you know uh, fully how you had said you know instead of just sort of getting him she broadens the the hex because by brought by by expanding the hex as well she's protecting him even more because all of her adversaries are now clowns in this circus. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like, that's how I'm protecting yeah. him. I'm not only literally sort of pulling him in, so to speak, or, um, you know, having him back he- here with us, but I am now making sure that those who are actively hunting him down, hunting me down, who are actively trying to hurt us or to stop me from having this life with vision that she's working incredibly hard <laughs> to maintain. Um, this is the best way to to do it. It was incredibly yeah, powerful. Yeah, um, It was mm. in, it was really intense. Um, yeah, <laughs> I get it. What a great Circus way to tent. end the. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> boom boom. Uh, what a great way <laughs> to to end the episode. Really, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. and the other thing that I will mention. Darcy got caught in it. Yeah. Because she and was I can't, stopped. Can I just call it now? She was stopped I- from helping Vision. So she got cuffed to a Jeep yeah. and then was left alone when the hex was getting broadened out. Haywood got away. And For now. Monica, Monica, yeah, Monica and Jimmy, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They both yeah, got Jimmy. away too, but Darcy were the only. Darcy was the only one still there. She's just like, "Oh come on, guys!" <laughs> I liked that they cut off her f word yeah. as well. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually, yeah. They actually, it was actually fudge. And I'm thinking fudge. Apparently, yeah. Christmas story. <laughs> it really wasn't fudge. We all know it was. It was fudge, fudge but it wasn't fudge. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I? Any can theories? I just, can I just? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I just want to call it now, and I hope I'm right because I think this would be fun. Um, 
the other thing that Kat Dennings, who plays Darcy, is known for is Two Broke Girls. Yeah. Um, which which was a sitcom that ran for like six or seven seasons. Um, Amazingly. And, yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Like I didn't, I never finished it. I didn't um, say anything. But, okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, but bas- basically, uh, I don't know. I feel like this would be just a, an incredible opportunity to take advantage of the fact that they have an actor who was actually in a sitcom. Um, I mean, the only thing stopping them, I guess, is if whether or not, because technically, even though Malcolm in the Middle took place in the 90s and the 2000s, so maybe they could kind of cross decades there. Um, so, because Two Broke Girls started in the 2010s, right? And so, technically, in chronological order, we're in. We should be next week in the 2000s. So, um, you know, maybe it'll be. I, I, I would expect to see her as some kind of waitress, sort of dressed like her character Max from that show, just in some kind of like little <laughs> yeah. little Easter egg thing. That'd be fun. But that's what I would. That would be fun. Mike is shaking his head. I think he disagrees with me. But I no. mean, I don't. You know, they may they may do it. They may not do it. Um, it's going to be awesome regardless. But I, I I thought it was interesting just to say the fact that they showed what everyone yeah. else looked like, but not Darcy. Yes, because I have a theory, and it would be good if it was that. But she was chained to a jeep, and uh, where she was turned out to be a circus. So does that mean she would be a caged animal? In a cage. Or a bearded lady. Or a bearded lady. Or a part of I'm a thi- magic tree. I'm thinking trick. a tiger. Maybe, or maybe a part of a magic tree. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because there's tiger. Like she has to escape from something. Yeah, she's she's a tiger. Because <laughs> there's a couple of tiger tigers in, in this show for some reason. Hmm. Mm. Okay. I didn't yeah. notice any tigers. Yeah. I didn't know. Um... Angus, uh, Angus, um, Angus, Angus, <sighs> Agatha, Agatha, Agnes, Agnes. I can't say my words today. I'm thinking steak for some reason. Uh, <laughs> she called herself a tiger, and there was a tiger on the um, table in the oh, fifth sure. episode. So, so I don't know a tiger or just no, no, fair she's, enough. She's she's caged. She's She's a monkey in a cage. I don't know. She's caged. She's trapped. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see going forward. But um, I that that transition, this like visual effects wise from the real world to the sitcom, that was I really liked those effects mm-hmm. of you know how everyone morphed and changed and stuff. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. It was it was a vengeous um escalation. Mm. Hmm. Because she could, she could probably expand this to the entire world. And a friend, a friend of mine reckons she might, and that's this is because because in this episode we found out that Monica's DNA is being changed mm. by the fact that she went into the hex, right? So, and we and we also know, I mean, for those who don't, but you know, um, Monica Rambo does get superpowers in the comics, so this could be the beginning of that. So a friend of mine theorized that maybe Wanda, just in order to keep Vision alive, she expands the hex to the entire planet, and this is how we get mutants introduced into the MCU, maybe, because certain people could be affected by the hex in certain ways, um, or not at all. Um, so I don't know, but that's just the theory that a friend of mine had. It's a cool one. So I, I thought I should mention it's that. It's a cool theory. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I guess we'll see. 
see what happens. But yeah, I don't know. Does anyone else have anything they want to add before we wrap up this episode? Yes. Um, possibly in the following following episodes, we get to know who Monica is talk, talking about, the astrophysicist Reed person. Richards. Reed Richards. Reed Richards. I don't think so. Mr. Fantastic. It no, be, I know. I know. It That'd would be, be cool, cool, but I don't know. But, but I don't think they'll probably do that yet. Uh I, I I heard an interesting theory. Uh, it was either today or the other day, but an interesting one would be uh, uh, what's his name, Hank uh, McCoy. Hank McCoy. Yeah. Where do I know that name from? Beast. Ah. I love Beast. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we can. We can use him now. Yes, correct. I'm th- thinking Beast before he becomes Beast, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got so many PhDs. <laughs> and, yeah, and him, and, him and Hulk could have a contest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> between, the, between the blue and the green. Because um, they were talking about um, he was actually part of S.W.O.R.D. as well uh, in the comics. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, apparently. So it would be interesting. Cuz mm, I don't no, that's I, a good idea. Cuz I don't think they would do so- something with the um uh Fantastic 4 yet. Uh, I think they'll probably save that for the actual movie if it does come out or when it does come out. Another interesting one is probably uh, Victor Von Doom as well. Mm. Cuz he's a smarty. He's a smarty ass. He's a smarty. He is. He is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lots of lots of theories, lots of ideas. I feel like it's go- it's got to be someone from the comics that either we haven't seen in the MCU before, or just you know, I don't know, someone someone important, or or it could even be the slightest little Easter egg reference to a character, you know. Um, it's but it's, I the fact that it's been mentioned twice and that they're specifically going to see this person, I I don't know. I, it sounds like it's important to me. But and yeah. I, and but we'll I'm find st- out next week. I- and I'm still thinking um, uh, Magneto's popping up as well. I don't, I don't know. That would be great. That would be great. But I'm sort of more leaning towards Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I Yeah. I feel like if they want a current continuity sort of, con- con- continuity adjacent, Fassbender would be more likely than Ian McKellen. Mm. Um, yeah. But, uh, and especially because, you know, Fassbender is a lot younger than Ian McKellen now, um, so yeah. Um, who knows? Mm. Exciting stuff! Exciting! I can't wait for next week. All right, um, shall we wrap it up there, people? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, interesting to right. see what the next few yeah. episodes <laughs> yeah. will bring. Yes, three more episodes to mm. go of WandaVision. Oh, what will be revealed? I can't <laughs> wait. It's going to be good. Ah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, awesome. So that brings us to the end of Popcorn Culture for another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good discussion, everyone. Well done. And uh, before we sign off for another episode, uh, we got to check in with Fred and find out what's up. Um, for me, it's obviously this wonderful show, um, 
And then Folia and I really need to get a wriggle on on the monthly <laughs> <laughs> because if we want to do the thing we want to do, we need to do it soon. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how yeah, we go. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> yeah. We will discuss. We will discuss. Um, regardless, it will turn out awesome. Uh, and then and then for me, uh, yeah, just keep – if you want to hear absolutely every single word I have to say on WandaVision um, – Apart from everything you've just heard in that discussion, um, please check out my non-scripted ramblings videos on on the Fred the Alien Productions YouTube channel. I'm putting them up weekly and rambling and ranting and not meaning to talk for half an hour, but somehow I do. <laughs> so yeah, but that's 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 all right. It's fun. So thank you to people that have watched. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah. Only three episodes to go, one division, and then I will be doing following it up with a series on Falcon and Winter Soldier once that starts. So, yes, um, foolish Fuji, what's happening? Well, pretty much the same thing as usual. We're just doing the streams. Mm. Uh, mm. This week, I will be doing a table read with my Discord fam of the Emperor's New Groove, so it's got to be a lot of fun. We had a little practice run through today. <laughs> and I cannot wait. It's going to be good. I am playing Yzma, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just, yeah, can't wait. Got to set that up. And that will be on uh, Tuesday, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at 11 a.m. And for those of you in Eastern Time, that is uh, 7 p.m. I believe 7 p.m. Eastern, um, and it's going to be so much fun. So come and check out, check it out over on Twitch, uh, foolish twitch.tv forward slash foolish Fuji, and um, yeah, my Immortals Phoenix Rising videos are still being uploaded on my YouTube channel. Um, the first four episodes are now up, so you can go check that out. They're between you know 25 to 30 minutes each, so please, uh, please go and support if you can. Uh, on YouTube, Foolish Fuji. Uh, make sure to subscribe uh, and hit the bell icon if you want to get notified as well. Um, apart from that, not much else. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be continuing on with the same thing. I will say on a personal note, I am almost done with season two of Shit's Creek. I'm really enjoying it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's so good. <laughs> It is hilarious. I can't. It's... I cannot believe that this is a sitcom that I decided to put off. But I guess now I get <laughs> yeah. to binge it all, and I'm really loving it. So, oh, <laughs> so Fulia, have you played the Shit's Creek yes. drinking game yet? And it's no. there's just one rule. You just have What's one that? shot every time you hear someone say David's name and you are plastered <laughs> by the end of one yeah. episode. <laughs> he, yeah, his name is used quite a lot. He is yeah. copped on a lot. And the relationship that he has with Stevie mm. is really like, yep. my gosh, like they start off as really awkward sort of acquaintances then they become kind of friends and then they end up having some form of relationship and then they break it off. And now Stevie's just trying to annoy David as much as possible. And that's as far as I've gone. <laughs> and it's kind of pissing me off that Stevie's doing that because I kind of feel bad for David. <laughs> no. no, David's in his own world. He's like fine. He. <laughs> yeah. 
at these, he's got he's got this job at this you know boutique store in town apparently, <laughs> and he's trying to change everything. And the owner's just like, "Oh, we're doing oh. this now, okay." <laughs> I love that when he was working at that store. One thing about one thing about Shit's Creek is after I watch an episode, the blouse bun. After yeah. I watch an episode of Shit's Creek, I find that for like the next hour or two, I just sound like David. It's like ugh. <laughs> like I just pick up his mannerisms, his tone of voice, you know, his little catchphrases. Yeah. Uh, one can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. As long as as long as you don't start talking like Moira, because, you know. Hail the then it's queen! Over for everyone. <laughs> oh yes. my goodness. Man, the tantrum she chucks. I'm glad. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying it, uh, Fulia. I'm going through it um, slowly because I'm not watching it by myself. So, uh, like Kendall, you will surpass me. (laughs) You will. You will. You will. You will uh, will end up surpassing me. Um, So no spoilers. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I will. (laughs) Yeah, no, all good, all good. But man, like it is. Yeah, it's just so funny. Uh, I can't help but just sit there and just laugh at everything goes on because they're such elitists and they think they own the world and because now they're just poor i suppose in quotation marks (laughs) or they're bankrupt more like and and just seeing seeing them trying to do the things they used to do with no money (laughs) it's hilarious it's it's pretty miraculous that they're able to pull off what they can pull off, really. Yeah, and especially in such a small town like Shits Creek. Yeah. Oh, so it's so funny. good. It's yeah. such a great show. I'm glad yeah, I'm de- glad you're liking it. Definitely recommend it for those of you who haven't seen it. Please go check it out. And yeah, that's it, Wayne. Yeah. Um well whilst I've had to take a step back from this gorgeous podcast, I still do have another one. Um, so the Fred watch is, is, is my jam. Um, at the moment I did a fearsome Friday special, which I won't talk about too much because I committed a cardinal sin and watched uh, Michael Jackson title without Kendall. And that is the latest uh, one. But, um, but I think my overall score for the title has redeemed me. Um, so that was, that was fun to do. Yes. Um, you can watch... Um, Michael Jackson's thriller with me um, as I as I review that absolute yeah I listened to it it was so good oh thank you (laughs) thank you Fulia thank you Um, so yeah so me just doing a bit of a commentary on that wonderful short film Um, I've got another Fred watch coming up but this time I'm not alone I'm joined by my regular co-host Philip Hunting, and we're joined by three beautiful special guests, namely Fulia, Kendall, and Koston, as uh, we review probably not a masterpiece, but it is something. And um, (laughs) so uh, we have our second Craptacular special this week. So on Thursday, we'll be reviewing Cats. And that was... A fun, a fun podcast to record, um, which made up for the experience of just watching the movie, uh, <laughs> which wasn't necessarily oh, yep. that much fun. But um, but it was a. And I did a retweet of that tweet that you <laughs> about the craptacular, and boy, can I say my online friends are very, very curious about well, it. They're really eager to listen. Great, I, I hope they do. I hope they love it. And- <laughs> 
Uh, hopefully, um, they can then maybe check out The Room, which was one of my favorite episodes yeah. um, yes. that we've done. That just I'll revisit it every now and then, and it'll just give me uh, get me in hysterics. Um, yeah, because, you know, we tried to figure it out, and I don't think we came to any conclusions, really, of a coherent plot. But, um, yeah, but um, Fred Watch, Craptacular Special, number two, Cats from 2019, um, that will be out on Thursday. And um, what, what I'll do after then, I cannot tell you because I have no idea. <laughs> but <laughs> but th- th- there'll be something. There'll be something. There's always a Fred watch at least once yes, a month. Yes, there will. Yes. Michael, how about yourself, mate? Well, um, still in the middle of uh, watching some um, TV shows for this uh, new <clears throat> video series that I'm doing for Fred. Uh, I'm in the middle of doing um, The Sopranos Season 2, which is awesome. Uh, as I said in the previous uh, previous show that I've seen Season 1, I'm writing up the review now and I'll be filming it soon and releasing it as soon as I can. So that's what Yay. I'm doing, keeping myself busy. Uh, well, my well, my world is like uh, running past me, and I thought, "Hey, slow down." Um, yeah, that's basically it. Well, I'm doing for Fred. Um, this coming week, hopefully, the build will look even better. Might put down a slab. <laughs> Might have a slab when we get a slab. I think that's the tradition <laughs> that my. In-laws do for some reason, because they're hmm. the fucking full-blown alcoholics. Um, <laughs> nah, not really. It's all speculation. Speculation. Oh, all right. I don't sound like that, Kendall. No, no, I, that was not me doing an impression of you. What do you sound like, Kendall? I sound like this. <laughs> That you and do. that was my segue. <laughs> Voice of an angel. And that was that was yeah. oh, that was oh. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. That was a great That was a great segue, and I'm sorry I was too tired to appreciate it. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Right. I th- I think I think that's it. That's a wrap. This episode is in the books. Done. Um Alright. Now back to Trying to sink us all <laughs> over video. Here we go, people. <laughs> Are we and ready? That was, and that a was a podcast called, called Fred. 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 That was terrible. Maybe it was <laughs> too early. Yeah, Fred. Was it too early? Let's Fred. do it again. No, no. Let's keep. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, all right, Rem. <laughs> that was fine remember to follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter for future podcasts and Fred the Alien follow us on our SoundCloud Spotify or Apple Podcasts for Fred the Alien merchandise go to our website fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel home decor bags and stationery with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team Unibums Incompetent Gamers our live stage shows and more that is the Fred Plug Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> ah, I've been Kendall Richardson. 
I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaggio. I think, therefore, I am Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you, you just, just experienced experience a podcast called Fred. Fred. Yay. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. I'll Thank- see you next lockdown. Yes. Yay. Thanks for joining us, Wayne. Thanks for joining us, Wayne. Pleasure. was... Thank you. It was so much fun being back. Thanks for having me, and hopefully, it um, I won't leave it as long for next time. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Remember to eat beef. Yes. Yes. Eat your beef, people. <laughs> Freddy. Freddy lives. Yes, he does. <laughs> One, two. Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> Three, four. Better luck, you. Shit. Uh, That was great. Uh, All right. And 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 and